got a bad feeling about this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fans Planners. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. And this week, everyone, we are going to go back in time. Okay. Way back in time to a galaxy far, far away. Wait, is that going ahead in time? I never know what they are in terms of time. It seems futuristic, but it's actually in the past. It does feel like a... It does feel Wouldn't it be tiny. great if they started a Star... Because we're talking Star Wars. <laughs> if, if, we're, if they started a Star Wars yeah. and it said, right now. Hmm. And it just started off with that, and you're like, "Whoa, oh, oh wait, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. okay, what's going on?" It's that like would... a, it's it's happening. Here we go. Especially in 1977, that would have been really cool. Uh, so, everyone, what we're doing this today, uh, let me just explain, is that uh, we're celebrating the release of the f- the I guess the last part of the current trilogy of Star Wars films with a kind of a look back at the previous trilogy of Star Wars films. Yeah, doesn't it seem though like we've been We've had the end of trilogies already a couple of times now. Like, like Return of the Jedi. Oh, we're good. We're done. We're all done. All right, wrap it up. Sounds good. Then you had your prequels, <laughs> yeah. which people weren't super excited about. We'll get more into people that. People were very excited about them. Well, at the time, until but... they started. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it was like, okay, good. We're done. We're good. We're done. Mm-hmm. And now we're uh, we're on it again. And uh, <laughs> and here we go. And uh, we'll see what happens. And and we we have not seen the new film. Uh, we couldn't no. get in tonight because, uh, you know, what are we, millionaires? <laughs> uh, no, we couldn't get in because it was just, uh, it was, it was, uh, packed to busting. It's also the holiday season. We've got other stuff. Uh, we appreciate, uh, you know, your kind attention. Um, uh, but, you know, we, we do have other things that we got to do and it would have been a thing that we couldn't have done. But we will do it next time, even though we don't normally say what film we're going to do next time. There are context clues as to what film we'll be talking about next time. Is that right? Yeah, like me just saying that we're going to be doing it next time. That would be one of the context clues. That's, I don't know if it's a clue or just a statement, but anyway, that's fine. So, um, well, how do you want to do this? You want to do it chronologically? We're gonna we're gonna probably go all over the place. I on guess it. that's true. Well, let's. A let's young man start. named George Lucas wanted the rights to. Was it Buck Rogers or was it Flash Gordon? I don't know this part of it. Is that true? It was, he one, wanted of, it was one of the two. I believe okay. it was Buck Rogers, and he couldn't get the rights to Buck Rogers because he okay. also wanted to do a Buck because Ro- he was a big fan of the serial. Sure, sure. Uh, as you can see from you know he was also uh, you know uh, half of Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, and so you can see the influence of serials on that. He was a big fan of the old space serials like Buck Rogers, which by the way. The weird thing about Buck Rogers, when you watch Buck Rogers serials, you go like, oh, watch this Buck Rogers serial, and there's Buster Crab. Fantastic. Yeah. Now I'm going to watch the rival series. Wait, wasn't he Flash Gordon, Buster Crab? Well, there you go. Thanks for jumping on that. Oh, sorry. Um, and so, And so you go like, let's watch Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Buster Crab. Yeah. And they had the same guy for both Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. Okay. Uh, so there was like five actors in the world back then. Mm. You only had one guy. It was very strange that you'd have the two rivals. Sure. Anyway, George sure. Lucas did want to do a uh, Buck Rogers uh, movie and could not get the rights to it, and so uh, made up his own thing. And that uh, is what ended up. There's a long story behind that, uh, but uh, it ended up with being Star Wars. Well, that's interesting. I prob- it probably is a lot better that it was it was that than than a just a re- repeat of Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. Now, Buck Rogers is a guy 
who uh, was just a regular fella and then ended up in the future and was in over his head. Mm. And so I think like he did take that uh, every man kind of situation with Luke, just a farm, sure. farm hand. And, but it's, but, uh, and ends up uh, changing things. Sure. But Luke's character is also like a naturally good character for a film like that anyway. Like you do need a sort of outsider character who acts as an audience surrogate to allow characters to say, well, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And here's what we're going to do. And, and the character says, oh, okay. And the audience goes, oh, okay. You know what you got in the uh, – because it was the late 70s. America was uh, was was cranky, I think. Like America was coming out of Watergate – there was a mm-hmm. lot of sarcasm. You look at movies around that time. Uh, you know, you look at a Saturday Night Live, which I think we've briefly talked about on our show before. If you think you remember Saturday Night Live, you do not. I think not. you're thinking about Saturday Night Fever. Fever. Sorry about that. Saturday Night Fever. Well, Saturday Night Live was also very sarcastic. <laughs> uh, but Saturday Night Fever. If you think you remember Saturday Night Fever, you don't. You don't. Because mm-hmm. you probably saw the TV version and you didn't see the R-rated regular version. It is dark. It was, it was coming out of an era of dark films. And uh, as much as this has like kind of an optimistic ending Mm -hmm. uh luke is just cranky through the whole thing he is he is quite cranky until he meets a i'm gonna just give you the brief plot cranky kid uh meets a cranky old man and then they meet a guy who's really cranky (laughs) and then they uh go up against someone who's evil and they meet a princess and she's sarcastic and cranky and then they all get thrown in a garbage disposal for a while and then uh, they end up getting the guy who's uh, the b- bad guy, and they uh, blow up his house. And that's uh, Star Wars. And then the Wookiee doesn't... Oh, the Wookiee's there. And the Wookiee's the crankiest of them all, because he'll tear your arm off if you uh, beat him in a game of chess. Yeah. And then there's the sort of effeminate robot, and uh, his, his little friend who goes beep, bloop, bloop. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, there's that. So and, and oh, sorry. Yeah, see, three PO's cranky too. He's complaining through the whole damn thing. Everyone is pissed off to be in this movie. No one is happy at any point in Star Wars except for maybe the last like five minutes, and then everyone's like happy and it, it's you know they're like oh, it's a very optimistic movie. No, everyone's mad through the whole thing. I don't remember. I don't remember it striking me that way when I was a kid. But thinking on it now, maybe isn't. Maybe am isn't, I wrong? I no, I don't know. I think it. I mean, I guess I guess your tastes in in humor in movies has changed. So you know, like when is anyone not upset to be where they are at that at any point in the movie? Well, I don't know if it's unjustified. Do you well, feel it's okay. unjustified? It's not unjustified. It's just what it is. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're cranky. I'm not saying they're sure. cranky for no good reason. I'm okay. just telling you, <laughs> they're cranky. Oh, okay. you know, admittedly, the person who's kidnapped, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But the person who's like watches working on... Her, watches her home planet blowing up. Yeah, then she's... She has she's, reasons She's to, very cranky. She has reasons her. to be raw. Yeah. Um, Luke obviously plays a character who dreams of leaving where he is. So I guess he does seem cranky, but he's kind of like teenage cranky. I, I, I guess... I mean, I guess there's an element of crankiness, but I think most of the crankiness is sort of... Is, I don't know, takes a place of or is part of the humor of the film. Do you know what I mean? Like... And it's got some laughs in it, sure. It's got some good laughs it's in it. It's got laughs from uh, that are of the era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, for me, uh, first I have to say that I'm not the world's biggest Star Wars fan. Like, I liked it a lot as a kid, but I didn't have any toys. I didn't I, I didn't ever get any Star Wars toys. No, I don't think I did either. I think I had the, the record, like the story of the movie on record I got for Christmas. I would read the comic books. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know there were comic books when, yeah. at that time. And... Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the film well enough. The next film, Empire Strikes Back, I might not even have seen it, but my friend was was crazy for it. And so he really wanted to see it. 
And so we saw that one like opening week. I saw all of them opening week at like the biggest theater in Vancouver, mm-hmm. like with with huge crowds. So that'd be like the Stanley Theater or uh, the, the, Vogue? the Vogue. Yeah, the, all three of them played at the Vogue. Right, all open there, which was kind of on Theater Row, movie theater row in in Vancouver at that time, and it was a kind of old fashioned, kind of vaudeville house converted to a movie theater kind of a situation. So it was a very or, very ornate, very opulent feeling place to go to. And yeah, that's where I saw all, all three of those films. But, and, you know, for the first one, I was really keen to see it. Like, I really wanted to see it a lot. Um, I saw the commercials on television. And I remember kneeling in front of the TV to be close to the screen to, to watch it. And I was at my grandma's the first time I saw it. And I turned to my dad and said, this movie is going to be fantastic. <laughs> and he's like, nah. <laughs> so, he's, so he was he have you ever uh, rubbed it in afterwards no it's, it's strange because i i don't think my dad thinks it's fantastic we did go see it but later on but uh i was able to convince a friend this was in grade five i was in grade five at this time i was able to convince a friend of mine since it was his birthday the same week that star wars opened to convince his mom to drive us into vancouver to see the movie because mm. i knew there was no no way i was gonna get my parents to take me so so yeah his mom was kind enough to drive us in just the two of us into vancouver and took us to see Star Wars. You know, in grade five, I think is like the perfect age for for a movie like that. You know, it's just it's just perfect. There's no there's no way that you watch it and go, boy, everyone's cranky. You're just, you're just amazed by what you're seeing. And I mean, especially for for someone in 1977, we had never seen anything like it. Partly because other movies that were like it weren't for us. Well, you'd see like um, I don't know what. Where would you even see like a 2001? Would that be on TV? But that's TV? not for us. No, that's, but I know. When you're in grade five. Fair enough. That's but I'm just wondering, even in 77. Yeah. TV, if, yeah. If it, would it have been on TV by that point? Possibly, yeah. Okay. Nah. You wouldn't have gotten the scale, though. You wouldn't. Because you would have had, yeah, no. you know, uh, moderately sized TVs. You'd also be bored you would have to let stall. warm up yeah. uh, when you're turning it on. And then uh, when you turn it off, you get a little tiny dot in the middle. It would just be so boring to a grade five kid, though. You just couldn't sit through it. You know, and then cool, uh, not cool ratings, but... Um, you know what I mean? Something running. Silent? No, not silent running. Oh, anyway, the one with Bruce. Yeah. Bruce Stern silent on. running. Yeah. Is it called silent running? I believe so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I dismissed that. Silent I just found it though. interesting. That you would bring up cool runnings. Like, yeah, you know, this yeah. Reminds me of a Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> That's right. But I'm just thinking, like, cool running, dark star. There were other science fiction films coming out of that time before Star Wars, but they all had kind of a dark um, element to them, or adult element. I shouldn't say dark, but they just were adult films. Right. So. You know, like Silent Running is a you know is a kind of a about corporate corporate whatever you want to call it capitalism whatever you know was, uh, and this one guy kind of fighting against it on this ship that's attempting to escape you know being you know with all these uh, the vegetation and stuff on there. I can't barely remember the plot of it but and then Dark Star which is like a which is basically a college movie made by John Carpenter so it has like college humor like you know college student humor in it which once again would have gone right over the head of a kid in grade five. You know, so most of those, and even like The Black Hole, which came out a couple of years later, is an adult science fiction film. In no way is it meant for yeah. for kids at With all. With a crazy-ass ending. Yeah, just a nutty ending. Yeah, yeah kind of, a, let's watch this movie and then go to metaphysics. But uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, where Star, yeah, Star Wars just kind of fell right into that pocket. And I think George Lucas, you know, he pretty much like developed it to be a smash sensation. Like everything about it just feels really well engineered towards... But at the same time, it's really kind of quirky, and its its influences are quirky. You know, uh, Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress, you know, is said to have had some part to play in it. If you watch Hidden Fortress, have you seen Hidden Fortress? I don't think so. There's like these two thief characters that are 
are supposed to be, are, people say are like the analogs of R2-D2 and C-3PO. But when you see the movie, you're like, I can kind of see that, but not really, because they're much more like the protagonist of the movie, not not just, you know, the companions or the kind of spark that gets everyone everything else rolling, you know? Yeah. They do come across as a good comedy team. Yes, they have your, a Laurel you Hardy your, element. You Laurel Hardy, you got your yeah. tall guy, you got your squat guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, it helps that there's one person that you can't understand. <laughs> yes, It's yeah. just rhythm. Sure, sure. Yeah. And then, but I think that's why they're side characters, because they're, they're late relief, you know. And then um, the other influences were um, the World War II films that he loved as a kid, mm-hmm. like the RAF sequences. When he showed the movie to to his friends before it was released, like Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg and and uh brian de palma and john john milius when he showed it to them he intercut raf fighting sequence dogfight sequences into where the special effects sequences were supposed to be mm. because he didn't have those sequences done yet so it was meant to just give like a sense of it'll look like this you know like okay this part will you know so <clears throat> often he had nothing and just had to kind of explain what was going to be in the sequence or he would just intercut other related things to give a sense and it was Brian De Palma who forced him to put the the crawl at the beginning of the film with stating what was happening. Because he just felt like the audience was thrown into it without understanding what Which was, was happening. also something that movie serials had. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good idea. I mean, yeah, they probably wouldn't have had it for the very first episode. But by the time you get to the, the next couple, you need to have like some sort of... And I think he... And I mean, I remember reading at the time that George Lucas was like, oh, yeah, this is just part six or you know i don't know if he said part six but you know this is part something of a larger work and you're like oh okay and that was before it like had a chapter and all that kind of stuff it was just called star wars when it came out there was no chapter and no no a new, no hope. A new hope yeah yeah and so but obviously that you know he kind of built up this idea that oh there's more to it than you know so it's just kind of starting here but there's more to and unlike what we normally do with the movie, we'll, we'd go scene by scene and kind of, you know, describe each one of them. I think because there's so many that we've got here. And also, I'm going to make an assumption that you've probably seen these movies. Oh, I like, have we seen don't, them. Yeah. yeah, very good. I'm glad to hear that. But I'm going to make an assumption <laughs> that our listeners have seen the movies that we're talking about today. Again, because we're, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about about eight movies, mm. you know, all the same time, not counting. You know, side 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 films. Uh, so it'll be more generalizations uh, than our specific kind of deep dives. Yeah. Um, now, as you say, Star Wars was originally wasn't a New Hope. It was Star Wars. It was just its own thing, and it was its own standalone. Yeah. Standalone film. There was no sense that it was going to c- carry on. From so that. it feels like to me when we were talking about Star Wars, you've got the the original movie is two movies. One, it's it's Star Wars: A New Hope, mm-hmm. which is the start of this nine-part series yeah. that has uh, things brought up that will be revealed later. That's part of a greater story. That's mm. this overarching uh, tale. Uh, or there's Star Wars: The End. That's the that's the end of it. And you can just take the movie as itself and its own complete story. And to me, as much as I do enjoy a lot of the other movies very much. I think Star Wars itself, the first movie, works better as a standalone film. I think the the storyline is is completed. All the arcs are, are nicely buttoned, uh, and uh, and it's just a good whole story. And then, of course, because you got a sequel, you got to make things bad again. And that's kind of my problem sometimes with sequels: is you know, uh, oh, you solved your problems wrong. They were worse than you ever thought. And now, if it's going to be a trilogy, it's going to get even worse. And and there you are. But I think. Star Wars is great because it's because okay. like as much as I'm saying people are cranky, yeah. as a kid you're cranky. 
as a kid, you're not you're not like things are perfect. They're <laughs> swell. Yeah. You know, you can always see someone to project into and relate to, and the characters are so open uh, in the in Star Wars. Whereas later on, they fill in all the details, and mm. you know, uh, what is the Kessel Run? Well, we're going to show it to you. Well, you don't <laughs> need to show it to us yeah, yeah. because we want we don't know whether the guy's a con man or not, and it's good to not know uh, because that makes the character more interesting instead mm. of later. Oh, but you know, he actually did do the. You know, <laughs> but I think, and it I, looked like this. I think one of the things that made Star Wars so strong was that you could project yourself into these characters. And they had so much that was open and gave you room to put yourself into the story. And like, who am I? Well, I'm that character. Oh, who uh, I, I relate to this. Uh, whereas in, I think later on, they went like, no, you need every detail. And there's, there's less room in those characters to fit yourself into. Mm. You know, you'll go, I want to be Han Solo. But then I know that later on, this happens to me and this happens to me and this happens to me and this happens to me. And yeah, things didn't work out with that. And it's like, okay. It's fine, but it seems like the the first film on its own is just a good fun romp that you can really it's like a ride that you can insert yourself into. And I don't mean that in a, you know, uh, the, these movies are uh, rides. And in fact, the movie has spawned many rides now that I'm thinking about it. There's actual rides based on this movies. It is complicated. I, I agree with you that Star Wars as a film is is like a perfect movie. I mean, it's not a perfect movie in terms of how it was made and stuff like that, but I just mean in terms of you know, as an arc and everything at all, it finishes just, it ties up in a nice, neat little bow. Yeah, to me, it's a lot like like Jaws. Mm-hmm. Jaws, to me, is a perfect movie. Yeah. Or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. It's a guy who doesn't have faith, and by the end, you know, he gets it, and yeah. faith saves him. Yeah. Uh, Jaws, it's it's perfect. You don't need to know that in Jaws 4, <laughs> oh, the main character died of fear of <laughs> sharks. And it's like, no, we didn't. I don't need to know that. The, the, the first film, it's, uh, it's fine. It's, mm. That's what it is, and that's yeah. what it is. For you sure. can you can enjoy the sequels and what have you if you want. The the problem with The Empire Strikes Back, not the problem necessarily, is that it's such a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. It's such a super well-made, well-constructed film that it's really it's hard to resist that as like the best film of the of the lot. It also seems the most mature. I mean, it's still yeah, got yeah, la- you know, characters mm-hmm. got a laser brain. You know, <laughs> it's got that kind of business in it. <laughs> Is it laser breath? But I never. I, I always think it's laser breath, but people say it's laser brain. Okay, maybe that's what I don't yeah. know. Maybe they changed it for one of the later. George Lucas changed but it. But that's very much <laughs> there is a, there is here's the thing. I was watching um I was watching Last uh, Last Jedi, and there's a there's a scene that one of the characters calls the others wearing like a shiny. Like, I, I I know you all Captain Phasma. That's what her name is. Anyway, and so she's all shiny, and the and the, the character Finn uh, says uh, calls her Hey Chrome Dome, and you go like Oh boy, and then you think. <laughs> No, that's right. That's absolutely right. That ties in with the type of insults they had yeah. then. But then, because Star Wars came out uh, during a period where it was like, welcome back, Cotter. And it was like, up mm-hmm. your nose with a rubber hose. Yeah. And, you know, Sit on it, Ralph. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Uh, insults were fun and uh, mm-hmm. goofy. And it's like, it does, the films then do have a, a bunch of that. Well, it's it's always important to remember that, you know, I think the audience for those movies ideally is, you know, a grade five kid like someone who's young like like i know my wife who's uh, is older than me by a few years you know so when i was in grade five she would have been in grade eight you know and, and those movies had no impact on her at all yeah, well you guys shouldn't have been dating back then no that would have been really weird <laughs> it's one of those weird things isn't it like you go grade 12 dating a grade eight that's disgusting but a 24 year old dating a 20 year old that's just fine yes it is it's weird <laughs> it's yeah. weird but that's how it is but anyway um so um, where I was going with this? Oh yeah, so to her, it's just 
you know, she she has no interest at all in Star Wars. In fact, she has she has like this kind of weird blanks like blind spot for space movies. Like if anything happens in space in a movie, she's just like, I don't even know what's going on. What's what's happening? It's it's just weird. But she's like that in all the movies that have like a space element to them. She's just like, I ah, forget about it. As yeah. soon as like you introduce a space element movie, she'll like leave the room. Yeah, it feels like here in general, here's what it feels like. It's like Star Wars is its own thing. Take it as its own thing or don't take it as its own thing, but it's kind of a pretty close to perfect movie, as you say. Mm. Uh, the next movie, they do they, they do the smart thing, which I think you did with something like uh, Terminator and Terminator 2 or a- Alien and Aliens, which is we got to change the genre of the film because we can't do the same film twice. Mm-hmm. So in Terminator, Terminator 2, they change it to an action movie. And same thing with Alien, Aliens. Uh, and in this one, they made it much, much darker. Like it wasn't – it was. I would okay. think so. Like it starts off with things are a mess. Uh, there's a you know you're cutting open an animal to get inside, and it's a kind of gory scene. Like you were shocked by that scene when you first saw it. Yeah. You know, it's like no, this isn't just fun good times. The, the wampa, whatever it's called. Yeah. Capturing Luke. And- yeah, we're gonna get the names of these things wrong. Um, <laughs> but it goes it goes dark. Limbs are limbs are cut off, and to me, to be fair, yes, Wait, an arm. Wait, they a wampa, right? That's there you are. Oh, I mean, an arm was cut off in the first movie. I'll give you that. Uh, but like you know, one of your main characters, you know, loses a hand. Uh, you know, uh, another character looks like they're killed. Uh, it gets really, really dark. Things mm-hmm. are bad. It starts off with like things are bad. We're really behind the eight ball here. Uh, you thought that everything was solved wrong, Jack, and it it darkens it up and then really pumps up a romance as well, which we didn't have in the first movie and if we did it would have been between a brother and sister weird that we had that but they weren't planning that they're just making yeah, it up say, it wasn't making it up as you go along it's weird that in future movies uh where it's like you know what we're going back we're changing a bunch of stuff doing what well we're adding like robots and monsters in the background okay and then we're adding an extra scene with jabba that's terrible okay that's fine do you want to cut the scene where they kiss like the brother and sister kiss do you want to cut that mm. No, I think that's fine in both the movies. All right, okay, moving on. They got no, they got no beef with that. But yeah, they definitely changed the tone, yeah. and uh, and and which also makes sense too because as you get older, you want a more mature movie. Like you're not the kid who was in fifth grade anymore. Whatever age you were, you're now older. Yeah, I thought, so, saw that in grade eight. Yeah, it, it feels nice was. when the movie's go, going along with you and, mm-hmm. and aging up with you. And when you get to the third film, well, that was a problem. The, yeah, when you get to the third film. It didn't age up. No, well, they didn't want to. Yeah. Because by the third film, they knew what they had. And what they had was a money-making machine. (laughs) And they wanted to sell... They knew that when they went into Empire Strikes Back. That's true. They knew that. But they were more still trying to make a film film, I think, with Empire Strikes Back. Whereas when you're you're into Return of the Jedi, there's no reason to have Ewoks at the end unless you want to sell a bunch of merch. Like, to end your, your movie with a bunch of really cute animals... That are very very marketable and look like teddy bears. That's uh, that feels like you're just going now. We're just going full kind of. It's a cartoon. Uh, we're just going to go f- fully into that. We know what the ending's going to be, uh, but but yeah, it's it's not caring as much about that. I mean, I'm sure they cared, but it's it's very much like look, we got money is to be made at this point. Well, the, it, the thing about Empire Strikes Back is that George Lucas didn't have that much to do with the production of that movie. Like, he didn't write the screenplay for it. No, that was uh, Lawrence uh, Kasdan and uh, Lee Brackett. Brackett. Yeah. yeah. Lee Brackett wrote the original screenplay, which apparently is pretty crazy, pretty kooky, but had some good ideas in it. And it, I believe introduced the idea that uh, Darth Vader was Luke's father. Like, 
I always think of Lee Brackett as a woman. It could be a man. I'm not exactly certain. I should know more about Lee Brackett because Lee Brackett also worked on one of my all-time favorite films, which is The Long Goodbye, the Robert Altman film. Uh, she, she she's known as Queen of the Space Opera. Oh, there you go. So I'm going to go uh, so w- woman. Yes, but she also worked on The Long Goodbye. So isn't she the queen of the modern noir? Film? She worked on uh, The Big Sleep, Rio yes, Bravo, we, The Long we, Goodbye. Yes, yes, The Big Sleep. That's right. So works with Howard Hawks. Yeah. So yeah, what a great career. But I, I was going to say that she worked at The Big Sleep as well because with Raymond Chandler, which is why she does such a great job with The Long Goodbye because that's sort of a modern take on. It is a modern day because it's Ellie Gould's playing uh, Philip Marlowe in that film, the Raymond Chandler character. But anyway, so um, although it doesn't matter. So then, uh, <laughs> Big Sleep is a is a Philip Marlowe story. Sorry, uh, yeah. So she's the one who introduced the idea of of Luke, of Darth Vader being Luke's father into it, and probably because she hadn't seen the first film. Apparently, cause she had she may not have thought of that since there was kissing going on between the. The, uh, well, no, they hadn't brought up that Leia was the sister. That's, no, 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 that's no, no, in no. the third movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. It is in this. So, so, yeah, I guess because that's... Uh, why do they do those things? But anyway... Because they did it once. That's the thing. It was a successful thing. It was like, you know what? It's his father. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, that's yeah, a big deal. Well, what's right. your big secret in this one? That's his sister. <laughs> have you, Again, like I say, have you seen the f- first two <laughs> movies? Because we got kind of a, a love triangle going on. Doesn't that solve that problem? In a way, uh, but also in a way, what? <laughs> so, uh, I always say, to be fair to Luke, yeah. you know, yes, he is attracted to Leia, yeah. but she is one of the only two women who has uh, who speaks in the universe. Mm. There's, mm-hmm. the, there's the nice lady who gives the plan yes. of the Death Star, sure. and there's his aunt. So aunt, what are you going to do? Aunt Rue. Yeah, uh, so... so and then he wasn't involved in the production that much either. Like he was in California, working on the special effects with with in, with Industrial Light and Magic with his company there. And it was another guy, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, Gary something, who acted as the producer. And Gary you know, Kurtz. Gary Kurtz. That's right. And then the uh, director, course, Irving Kirshner, who was a weird choice because he was mostly known for doing like kind of dramas and stuff like that. Like. Mm-hmm. The George Segal film Loving and was something when he directed, and so and later again he he would do um, Never Say Never Again, as you say, yeah, Never Say Never Again. I think because of and, Star uh, Wars, it kind of and changed then Robocop his... Two, yeah, both uh, both, so, both movies, so, so, yeah, they they were both in color and they mm-hmm. were both in focus. Yeah, I don't think Irving Kirshner was like the main reason that that Empress Strikes Back is so good, but I do think he's a big part of why it was good because I think he brought, unlike George Lucas, who you know had only by that point had only directed what was basically a kind of expanded student film with THX 1138 and then American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Those were the, the two films that he'd done. So he didn't like have a ton of experience, uh, you know, directing like a film as, as with as much scope and scale, not that Irving Kirshner did, but he had like more kind of like he could, he was more about like lighting and stuff like that. And, you know, for instance, the sequence where Harrison Ford is frozen in the, whatever they call it, the cryo carbonite, the carbonite, uh, they didn't, they were really running like, their budget was running low because they'd already had like so many delays and stuff like that in the filming. Cause when they went to film in Norway, Norway had like the worst winter in, in, you know, a hundred years or whatever. And so filming was almost impossible. In fact, most of the shots were done like 50 yards away from the door of the hotel mm. they were staying in. Cause they couldn't even go to where they had planned to. Cause it was just, it was just so impossible. And so yeah. So when he did that sequence, there, if you watch it, there's actually very little set. 
there's like a platform and stuff like that, but most of it's just hidden in darkness because they didn't have any money to put walls up and stuff like that. So they just like darkened everything so you couldn't mm. see where the where the studio walls were and just kind of created like a, a t- chamber that way. Okay. But smart. It works. You know, and that's what, it, you know, he had that. And then also it was his, it was at his instigation that, that brought out like the, the change in the line that Harrison Ford does with uh, I know in the sequence when okay Princess so Leia that said. was not uh, it wasn't improvised. in the original script and it wasn't improvised by Harrison Ford well it was improvised but I mean it was improvised in the sense that Kirshner wanted him to come up with something different ah very good and so Kirshner's like I don't like this line so I want you to think about your character think about what he would do in this situation yeah. and I want you to bring something into the you know and so they did a few different and it really does work in that one it's very in character mm-hmm. which is great you want it's 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 a line that only that character would say which is yeah. something you really want when you're writing dialogue is like could anyone else say this line uh, no then that's a good line um, <laughs> but it also means they they haven't both said I love you which leaves you something for the next movie like they've still got something to say yeah and so yeah that was uh, that was a very uh, that was a very good scene unfortunately I think that I think that either Harrison or I think either Han Solo shouldn't be in the third film or should have died at the end of the second film oh well let's talk we can talk about that then um, so uh, why why do you think that well, I think his character arc is done at the end of, of Empire Strikes Back. Like, I don't think his character has any more anywhere to go after that. And so when we see him in the third movie, he's just kind of a, an appendage. He's not really a key part of the team. He's just sort of there as sort of like some sort of just a guy hanging along, standing outside a door for four hours, shooting at storm. At, this uh, is your biggest problem with the third movie is he, the hanging in front of that door yeah, in well, the a, woods. It's a very boring part of the movie. And, and it's just people shooting endlessly. And, it and you know who can be shot, and you know who can't be shot. Yeah. So there's no real uh, exactly. menace. There's no real threat. Exactly. And you know, I think that the storyline of Luke on, on the the second Death Star is um, is good. Like I, you know, like the conversation between. Yeah, my joke, by the way, always on that is you know uh, the best salesperson in the entire Star Wars universe is the person who sold the uh, the evil guys that third <laughs> Death Star, the third one or the second, third or the third the, the Death Planet. Yeah. This is even bigger. That's the thing. So this guy, first of all, has to go, hey, you know those uh, two? Oh, yeah, those are our biggest mistakes ever. First of all, we made the first one. Then the second one. Oh, what am I talking about? All right, let me, let me, just, uh, let me say this. Bigger. Okay. So, you know what? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's put sure. our money into that yeah. instead of, you know, other things that would, like, make us run the universe. <laughs> and then, will this one blow up? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got to make it uh, blow upable still. Yeah. Oh, because that seems to be like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Shame on me, you know. Shame on you. And the uh, third yeah. time, what's wrong with we're your engineers? They keep putting in these little problems. You know? Yeah. Can we have like a I don't know, like a fire extinguisher at can, some point that does stops that like, from blowing up? Can we not have a vent that goes directly into the atomic generator? Yeah, I think like in the uh, I think like in the uh, Force Awakens, there's like five vents they've got to hit. It just you know it's up in the video game level too. Whatever. Mm. But now I like your idea here about um, about Hansel because okay, Luke's arc in the second one is. Uh, he's found out about the force. Yes. He's, uh, he, he achieved his goal of, he, I want to go into space. To a degree. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's completed his original goal, which is, I want to be a fighter. Yeah. I want to be out there. Yeah. Now he's a fighter. Yeah. Now he's out there. Great. And that's what the opening sequence of the film shows is how competent he is. You know, unlike a lot of the other people that he's flying with. Yeah. How good he is, how competent he is, and how, you know, like when he takes down like the, 
the at what are they called I call them at ads. People yeah. say they're ATATs, but whatever. Well, I think they're at ads. I always said that too, but then I was talking. You know to what? A, it's all in a foreign language, so it was, <laughs> we're just getting the translation. So translate it however you want. I was talking to a, a real Star Wars nerd, and he said he called them ATATs, and I'm like, they're called ATATs, and he goes, well, so he goes, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. And then he named another one because there's another one that's just called a T or an A something or other. Yeah, and he goes, so because all terrain. Is what the AT stands for. I'm not sure if they ever like name them anything. To be fair to the other pilots, they're in a, over their head. Look at the budget that the <laughs> other guys have, the bad guys have, versus their little ships. Oh no, they're but trying their of, best. But these guys got tanks. That's part of it too, though, isn't it? It's a plucky band of. But I mean, that, but the opening sequence is there to show Luke his development of the Force. So we see him yeah. before he's gone to Yoda. He's able to draw the lightsaber to himself, and mm-hmm. he needs it against the Wampa. Is it a Wampa? I think so. I thought the Wampa's what they ride. No, I don't think so. Don't they ride in the back of a wampa? Well, I'll look it up. It's fine. You don't have to look it up. But anyway, so against that snow beast. And then, yes. And then we also see uh, Han Solo's development there, too, because he goes to help Luke. Like, he doesn't just, you know. Wampa is the monster that they. Oh, uh, the wa- wampa is the monster? So what are they riding then? They're riding a Bantu. They're riding Bantus. I know you guys were all yelling at us from, from your comfort of your. Your podcasting listening location. Hopefully, we weren't on a bus shouting at shouting us. Bantu, Bantu, Bantu. Um, like I, you know, I've, okay, just so people know that I am not a huge repeat movie watcher. So the last time I saw The Empire Strikes Back was in 1982, maybe when they re-released it, or what? No, that was the first time. Yeah, no, 80, 1980 was the first time. You didn't see it when it was re-released. No, I didn't go. Okay, so you have not seen Empire Strikes Back since 1982. No, it'd be it's maybe eighty one, nineteen eighty one, actually. Okay, yeah, I'd say see it again. It's uh, oh, well, I'm sure well. it's a good film. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, part of the problem when I was a kid, I was a real <laughs> movie snob. Okay, and it wasn't that I hated Star Wars; it's that I hated watching movies on television because they were pan and scan. And All they right. would cut out the edges. That and stuff problem like that. is solved. Now you've got a beautiful television. You can I watch know. it. And, uh, but that's why I didn't watch it for a long time then. Whatever case now, you've got. And now, you know. I'm all right. So you're doing it. You're doing all this from memory from 1981. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> good, good pull then on the names of uh, AT-ATs anyway. Um, okay. So, but well, you, they're, they're also in uh, Rogue One, the AT-ATs. Fair, fair enough. So, or AT-ATs. Oh no! Let's just do ad ads. What are we? What are we snobs? So, uh, so yeah, Luke's Luke's uh, journey is, you know, he's uh, now he's a fighter. He's learning. Yeah, he's learning about the Force. By the way, I do like how the relationship with Ben changes through the through the three movies. In that, you know, when Ben, you know, sacrifices himself mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, vanishes in the cloak. By the way, I like the. If you ever look at the comic book version of that, it's pretty good because then Darth Vader to check. Uh, if uh, if uh, Obi Wan is really gone, takes his lightsaber and lifts up the cloak with the lightsaber, <laughs> lifts it up like the extended on lightsaber. They didn't really know how it worked. Um, <laughs> it's fine, uh, but yeah. So so Luke's kind of uh, reaching out with his mind, and uh, you get from Ben use the Force, and it's like, oh, you just get the voice. Hmm. But then in the uh, in the second in the second film, uh, well, you actually see him. It's like hmm. full bodies walking through the snow. It's like, oh, that's creepy, like a creepy ghost. And uh, and then you get like a, when he's on Dagobah, like in the third film, he's got to sit on a log, like he's tired, like he's just he's just a tired ghost. He's just like okay, well, old Ben, old Ben's like yeah. one with the forest, but I can't be standing. All right, let me just sit on this log and just have a conversation now. Yeah, it feels weird, but I guess it's it a little too casual. to I me. I guess uh, Guinness had signed up for the the 
for a sort of unlimited number of appearances. Yeah, and as, as we know, he was the only one who um, went, I'll, I'll take a bit of the old, or asked for a bit, I'll take a little bit of the old merch. I'll take a little, uh, and that yeah. that made him rich for the rest of his life. Did he ask for it, or did he, he get given give, give him as a, as a come either, on? Either way, it was what was negotiated, and he got it. He wasn't the first person that Lucas approached for the role. Okay. And so... I think by that point, Lucas was a little desperate to find someone who had a certain gravitas. That I just know no one thought that the merch was going to be selling anything because, you know, huh. it would be like saying, hey, uh, we've got uh, 2001 toys. Like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> or as you say, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever runnings. What's it? What's it? Silent running. Silent running, uh, yeah, plants yeah. we're going to be selling. Like, well, there, mm. were some, there were some neat little robots in the... Uh, Silent Running as well. Yeah, I don't think they were toys, though. I don't think anyone. No, no, no. no Silent no Running had, toys. No one thought of. No one thought of it then. Yes, yeah. but uh, you know, so we're gonna make a we're gonna make a toy of you, Alec Guinness. Mm. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> Infinite money later. Oh, yeah, there you are. So, so sorry. Going to the going to the arcs. Yeah. So, so Luke's arc in the second second film is uh, becoming fully becoming a Jedi. So he's gonna yeah. go and get his training on uh, Dagobah. Does, doesn't quite get there, but yes. He starts on the path to become a full uh, Jedi. That's right, but he does get to Dagobah. Yes, yeah. uh, which is nice because you go from a real nice snowy environment mm-hmm. you go to like the swampy hot yeah. environment. You get yeah. a lot of nice. That's one thing Star Wars does well is takes you places and shows you like sure. everywhere is different in the universe. And also an amazing set, the Dagobah set. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, you got a puppet throwing a little <laughs> bit of Muppets in there. That was pretty great. Right. And it, it, you know, later on they would make Yoda CGI and throw a lot of money at Yoda. And, and then they went back to a puppet because it's better as a puppet. Yeah. You know, it just, it just, you can tell what's tactile. You can tell what's real. And it's just, uh, it just works out better. But, but it was nice that you had, you know, with Yoda, you had the trickster. The old story trickster. You know, you think he's just a, an old uh, bumbling uh, fool, yeah. but of course he's the yeah. strongest one that there is. Yeah. It's just, it's an old gimmick, but we hadn't really seen it in a, in a movie, you as know, in the last you, little while. As kids, you hadn't seen it. It was, it was yeah. new to you. Yeah. And so it was great. And also, who doesn't love a Muppet, mm. you know, then? It was like fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great, yeah, great scenes with that. Good, good journey that uh, Luke has. And then, as you say, he doesn't complete his training, and that's the worry, you know. <laughs> yes. uh he goes into the cave of, uh, you know, uh, creepy business yeah. and uh, gets a nice surreal scene in there where he cuts his own head off and sees... Cuts Darth Vader's head off. And, and sees, sees his, his own, own head face. in there. Uh, yeah. And which then is a good, which is a great, uh, you know, whatever they call that, forewarning or whatever, there's a word for it. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, that's it. Foreshadowing, yes. It is a great foreshadowing of what's, what's to come. Not that, you, not that you even remotely suspect it. And that's what was so great about... About Empire Strikes Back as well, because you know the the Darth Vader of Star Wars was such a, was such a blank, like he's just this feels like the evilest thing ever. Yep. And when he's like gets shot off into space at the end of that film, it's you know it's kind of it's, kind of, it's very gratifying. Although at the same time, I was sort of worried. Why is that? I was like, well, how's is no one going to get him? Like this is <laughs> I was worried for Darth Vader, but I was just concerned. You know, it's. So fun. It's not a fun way to die, probably, to be floating around in space for until you're He did blow up out. a planet, though. Well, he didn't. He was the sidekick to the evil guy yeah. in the first movie who got the planet blown up. Yeah. Uh, and again, how do you top blowing? They blew up two things, two big things in that first movie. You blow up uh, Alderaan, like, well, what do you, what do you do next? Well, we're gonna, we gotta blow you up. Oh, that's fair. 
That's balance in the force. They blew up the Death Star. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. You gotta, you gotta blow that up. We're gonna mm-hmm. blow you up. There, sure. it's all fair. It's all balanced. It's all complete. You're all, you're all all right. Yeah. You never really get a thing with um, with Leia after that. If just like, hey, remember Alderaan? That was a little tragic for you, huh? N- it never gets never gets really a thing of, uh, yeah, whole planet, everyone I know, mm-hmm. boom. I'm kind of like Superman. Got uh, those, <laughs> but but no, because it's not really her story. So no, uh, so it's really about it's you know it's really about Luke and uh, him dealing with his angst. Yeah, got to get his training. Yeah, and then yes, and then of course he's worried for his friends, and so he b- abandons his training against Yoda's advice, and he flies off for the yeah. final part. And, but his arc doesn't really end, I don't think, because I think the revelation of the end of of Empire Strikes Stri- Strikes Back creates. The arc for the next film that mm-hmm. he should be following for the next film which is you know the idea that he has to to reconcile the fact that darth vader is his father to what ben told him about his father and you know so and also is he going to let anger turn him to the dark side yes that's another thing exactly you know because because darth vader didn't start off bad mm-hmm. you know he he turned he turned bad like oh okay and and even though we we all love Luke, Luke Skywalker yeah we've got two other uh, we got two other heroes we got Leia which to be fair it's tough to do a Leia movie back then they wouldn't have that but we also have Han Solo yeah who could who is kind of the Fonzie of this thing <laughs> and it's like and and uh, and and Luke is the Richie yeah and it's like well and but, Fon- but the Fonzie as Happy Days proved a Fonzie should always be a small part of 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 what something is. A Fonzie can never be a big part of it. You say that, but But it was a very successful TV show. I know, but it wasn't artistically a successful TV show. Yeah, they don't care about that. They made uh, infinite money with that I'm just uh, saying, that's fine. Whatever, whatever. But in terms of like Star Wars, (laughs) if you you enjoy Star Wars, then you want Star Wars to be good. You don't want it to be bad. And when when Star Wars gets bad, (laughs) it's when when fan service starts. You know, like there should be no Han Solo in the third film, but there has to be Han Solo in the... Third film because he's a popular character. He's part of the trilogy. He's, he's part, part of the, the. He's part the, of the team. Yeah, the the, the you know. The, so the rather three, yeah. yeah, rather than adding to, rather than adding to Luke's anger, the idea that Darth Vader not only you know is evil and stuff like that, but he also killed Han, it, you know, not it, not by his own hand, but he gave him to to Boba Fett, who then yeah, and he might be dead. and yeah. we don't yeah, and that's that's you know, and so yeah, I just. You know, I feel like yeah, the third movie, you know, which of course opens with the world's worst rescue attempt, like the most insane plan for rescue attempt ever made. Are we now in uh, Jabba's fortress that you're talking? Yeah, about? I don't think we need to. Do unless you want want to say more about Empire Strikes Back. I mean, we can we'll always walk back to it. I think we'll always uh, have Empire Strikes Back in. Empire Strikes Back though also has the benefit of it's incomplete, so you never have to. You know, you you can you can. You can cut a movie a lot of slack when it never has to stick the landing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you never have to resolve anything, you can go, that was great. Yes. The setup was really, really great. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they kept escalating, made things worse, made things worse, made things worse, wrapped it up and then left it to your imagination for years. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And up until like Avengers Infinity War, we had never seen anything like that since. No, you're right. You know, the closest right. thing is, some TV series that would end on a cliffhanger that would be like, what? What are they possibly going to do? And then uh, there you go. But there hadn't been a movie that had done that and left it hanging for years. Um, so, so yeah. So, it is it is a very good film. Yeah. But it it isn't required to wrap up 
it's not required to do a third act really it can just go first act second act end and so that's and it is very good but you know when you don't have to end your story you can uh, be called a better story sometimes well i don't know if that's true but i think i think so i think the reason it's called a, a good story is that it's a good story and it really does is it a good story that ends like how many other story story stories yeah uh end with uh you know it all incomplete and we're gonna go and and find this person and we're gonna deal with all this stuff and the villain hasn't been defeated and everything's kind of actually worse than it ever was like what what other stories like end? What other movies end like that? Um, Avengers: Civil War, Infinity War, Civil War. Ends, oh, Civil War ends yeah. with things where that are it ends things with, uh, hanging in the air. Like some of the characters are in prison. One of the characters has run away. They're they're fighting. They're not, they're not in agreement with each other. So it, it ends with everything in pieces. And so you have to assume in the next film we're going to see how things are reconciled between all these characters. Because it does not end. It does not end in a in with a, in a satisfactory conclusion. Right, but it doesn't end with a character in a. Well, it does end with a character frozen. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> if you go with the end credits, yeah. Uh, but but with, you don't you don't worry about that guy. Yeah. He's frozen, but he's okay. Like one of your main characters has been kidnapped and and could be dead, yeah. and we don't know. Yeah. Um, the universe is in incredible peril. Uh, whereas whereas in Civil War. Two characters are quite annoyed with each other. Sure, but that's and that's it. But that's the arc of those characters. Those are the characters you care about. So you know, I'm just saying that. Yeah, it's a, a little bit different. Those though. movies could, not totally different, and yeah. those movies can end. <laughs> it's not it is that different. Yeah, that story. <laughs> that story doesn't end. Like they that could end there. You could actually end the Avengers there and just go. Yep, they they you know they had a difference and there you go and it ends but it ends well, with like uh, captain walk, america going yeah. but if you ever really need me i'll be there for you but uh, clearly there you know there's a button on the end like okay they're mad at each other but they're still there if in the future anything's needed there's no unfinished business really mm. aside, unless you really want these two to get together again and and be pals uh everything else is kind of kind of wrapped up it's negative but it's yeah. but it's not it's not unfinished I, I assume that's the next would, would have been the next step. There wasn't, but I thought that I assume that would have been the next movie step. But they kind of left it out. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I think the movie does a fantastic job of what it's supposed to be, which yep. is the middle section of a of a three part story. Sure. Which Star Wars, of course, doesn't really fit the bill as much as it should, just because it's it was designed as. As a standalone movie, yeah, there was there was no assumption that it was going to be like a yeah, it was that they all live and, happily ever after. Yeah, cut to oh, geez, things are much worse. <laughs> it's not that they're much worse. It's just that oh, we're not finished yet. Mm-hmm. You know, the empire strikes back. The empire isn't finished yet. You know, yeah, you you blew up a big thing of ours. You know, you blew up, uh, you know, this giant Death Star thing we built, but we're still. We still have like tons of money. We're still like this huge empire that's taxing people to death and taking all the money and turning it into to, to military. Yeah, we don't really know that though. I mean, all we know about the empire is uh, they're bad, mm-hmm. and this seems to be their headquarters where all their top dudes are. Sure, no one, no one is. Uh, I mean, do they actually? No, they don't. Uh, at any point, call the emperor in the first one. So as far as you, as far as I'm remembering, maybe the emperor is somewhere in there, um, but. It seems like everyone who's your main do- bad guys are on that thing that gets blown up. So when it's blown up, well, it's, that's all the leaders gone. I guess uh, 
most of your army, it seems like too. Uh, that's where they live, I assume. But it's like watching, Done. yeah. But it's like watching a World War II film, where you know the, the World War II film is about like a specific moment of the war, you know, and, and so you know it ends with a it ends with victory for the characters in the film, mm-hmm. but we don't then go, oh, I guess they won the war. Well, it feels like if they blew up Berlin at the end of a, yeah. you know, you go like, well, I guess the the war's over, right, guys? Well, they, they, did, just... they did blow up Berlin and the war was No, but over. I mean, like, completely blew up Berlin and everyone, uh-huh. except, you know, Goebbels got away and a little ship and went <laughs> flying around. So then, yeah, you get to you get to your Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And... Which had been set up perfectly by the, by the second film. Let's agree with that. Like, it, it okay. had everything going for it as it went into the, you know, it had the Luke and Darth Vader arc was ready to go. It had successfully told the Han Solo story. His character had developed as far as he could as, in terms of being a character. Like, after that, what is he going to do? Like, have kids? <laughs> it's like, there's nothing. Nothing left for that character. There's no more arcs for him to, to do. He's had his arc. He's He started off as, like, a as you know, a possibly shady bad guy who then proves that, at the end of the first film, proves that, no, he does have a, a heart of gold. He's a thief of the heart of gold. He comes back yeah. and he helps... He's the one who sends Darth Vader, much to my worry, spiraling out into space. And then in the second film, we see that he, you know, A, is trying to be responsible and go back and pay his debts to, to Jabba, the, yeah. the character that's introduced in the first film. But that... It's not that he's responsibly scared of Jabba. But he's, well, yeah. but, I mean, he could continue to run and, and be a, avoid it. But no, he's going to go back and face, yeah. his, face this. And then... But circumstances, of course, send that plan off awry and stuff. But that, you know, that, and then, you know, finally we have the two characters, Princess Leia and him, finally stop pretending that they're angry at each other and admit that they love each other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the end of his, that's kind of the end of his arc. Or is it? Let's bring him back for the third film. Well, then what's the, yeah, what is, uh, what is Leia's arc? In the third, in the third film. No, what's Leia's arc, period? Like in the, in all three movies, like what's her, like she's the, she's supposed to be the protector of things. She's got the most responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's the one who at no point can run away. Like Luke can go, well, I should be fighting these guys, but I really should deal with my studies. I'm going to go bum <laughs> around Europe for a while. And so he goes over to Dagobah to do that. And Han can go at any point like, yeah, no, I got to go. I got to go do Han stuff. And uh, he'll go. And Leia's like, look. This is my job. Yeah. I got to take care of stuff. I'm going to be here. I'm doing the paperwork. I'm doing everything. But what's her what's her angle besides falling in love? She gets the sure. falling in love with a scoundrel mm-hmm. uh, where they lift uh, some lines almost directly from Gone with the Wind. Watched Gone with the Wind recently. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there's a there's a real Han Leia uh, vibe between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of got to be perfect. That's the problem too is she doesn't get to be the flawed character that Han or Luke uh, is. Because uh, she is pretty much pretty much the princess, yeah. And uh, I guess like if uh, if this had gone, if this was being done now, we'd see what's her flaw and how does she how does she deal with it? Yeah, or the, you had the perfect opportunity to tell her story in the third film as well. So you could have yep. you could parallel Luke and her because now she doesn't have a Han, so she either she is she herself has the vengeance. Yeah. She's not the. She's not to be rescued. Yeah. She's been rescued already. Yeah. She's fallen in love. She's done both of the princess things that we expect. Yeah. You know, because yeah. those are the two princess beats. Sure. Now she's now she's on her own. What does she do? And it's it's just too bad. That... And, to, and to be fair, she does rescue Han, so that is good. Yeah. I guess that you know. Yeah, she does that. It's kind of badass. The thermal detonator bit. I don't remember that. What is that? Uh, she uh, she she pulls out. Um, 
she's in disguise. Yes. And pulls there out a thermal detonator, which makes everyone in the room go, geez, all right. She's all right. Easy now. Easy now. And, uh, and yeah, she, she ends up rescuing Han. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So does she, I thought that they didn't rescue Han until they ended up on that ship floating above the, uh, no, nope, they, pit. he's, uh, they thaw him, uh, they thaw him out. He's blind. And then mm-hmm. he's taken on the the flying ship, and he's still blind, doesn't know what's going on, so everything's being described to him. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. and he's not caring for it. <laughs> the thing with the thing with Return of the Jedi being in the early eighties, uh, it went from you know, as again, seventies was sarcastic, kind of bouncy, goofy, cool, cool guys. Uh, early eighties had a little bit of sadism to it. Like, uh, I'll say like my, my least favorite of the Raiders movies is Temple of Doom because it just got too cruel and sadistic. Hmm. And there's like a little hint of that, uh, in this. You know, you've got the, uh, the dancer off the top who Jabba hits like a little trapdoor thing and then she gets eaten by a monster. And it's like, okay, I don't know if that's 100% necessary to, to, to see that. Then we get to the, uh, pit of the Sarlacc. Yeah. And, you know, it's this, like, really horrific thing yeah. that, you know, it's going to slowly digest you for a thousand years. Well, fucking throw a bomb in it then. <laughs> Kill this thing. There's no reason to have this thing exist at all. That's just a... Uh, that's is, on Tatooine? This is, is where Luke grew up? How many of these things exist? It can't be the only one. Like, kill it! Kill it with fire! This is a nightmare. Whoa! It, it, is, a, it is a living creature. Yeah, too bad. If, if it slowly <laughs> digests you for a thousand years, then we've got to we got to kill this thing. I'm I'm sorry, that thing's got to go. I don't care if it messes up the ecosystem. Forget it. So it's like it starts off so like dark and like horrible monsters eating people, and and ends with uh, you know Ewoks. It's so tonally strange. It is totally strange. It's more it's more like a movie where they they wanted to have like a Ray Harryhausen bit. Yeah. So they have a Ray Harryhausen bit. Which is at the fine. Luke fighting the monster is swell. I just don't think that the dancer who uh, you know, was just minding her business like and is a slave. Yeah. You know. Uh well, we gotta know that Jabba the Hutt is the serious serious dude that's the real trouble. That he's you know Then what you do is you have another person who like owes him money or some other sh- shit comes in and is like is like a, a scummy person yeah. and uh, and then he hits the button on that dude. But yeah, but then like, why, why why are you upset? You feel like you could feel like oh that guy deserved it. He was our, he was because the whole he was thing, a criminal. He was a because criminal the whole thing too. is a setup uh, for when Luke falls into the pit that you're like oh no I've seen this monster mm. and this is a bad this is a bad thing. But do we want to see like you know an innocent woman you alien you know get like eaten by a monster? Like is that What's that? Gross. It's just mean. It's just bich. Don't don't care for that. I think, it, feels I think to- it was supposed to be mean. Yeah, it's mean, but like fuck off with that. Like it's just tonally <laughs> So movies tonally, movies can't be mean or you Yeah, just mean not this movie when you've had two movies beforehand mm. and this is a completely new tone. Okay. You know, where it's like uh, have you we have you seen a woman torn apart by a monster before or eaten alive? No, nope. Okay, no, well there true. there's a thing. And yeah, also probably not really. And once again, you, and there's a little movies... bit of something back then where it's like, by the way, she's a bit of a sexy dancer. Mm. So you know what? Maybe she deserves it. Because she's a little bit of a sexy dancer. So if we kill a stripper in the early eighties, that's okay. We're fine with killing strippers or prostitutes or something like that. We're all fine with that, right, guys? Yeah, because we're nerds and we're mad. And so and so into the into the whole show. So that that kind of bugs me. Mm, okay. You know, I don't I don't care for that. And also, like I say, tonally, you start your movie off that dark and then ending with 
you know, something that will later uh, inspire multiple uh, kids TV, kid movies. Uh, but isn't that so, odd too? Because the Ewoks, we hear eat humans. They eat everything. They so, eat, yeah, yeah. So they have not, eaten people before, for yeah. sure. So we're, you know, so like I mean, they're kind of dark too. They're that kind of secret darkness that uh, you can find in movies. That, yeah, they probably have the some. Cute, the cuteness hides a darker. They probably element. got some Texas Chainsaw meat locker that's <laughs> off to the side. People hanging full in. of Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. Just uh, just swinging in there. What is Imperial stormtroopers uh, on the cooler? And one of the and and just on a on a on a bigger point when I'm talking about like the the slave the slave girl, um, one of my biggest problems with Star Wars and I haven't seen again the Rise of Skywalker. Maybe they'll deal with it in in that. Um, is that uh, slavery is cool? Whether you're a bad guy or whether you're a good guy. Yeah. When we first have uh, Luke. Uh, you know, when we f- when we first have Luke getting the droids, you think, oh, they're droids, they're robots. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's okay, but they're clearly sentient beings to the point where we have a torture scene with the droids, where like a droid is getting like its feet burned, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, well, droids can feel pain, and 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 this one is clearly scared, and you know, ev- everyone's everyone's a slave, and no one no one has any problem whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. Slavery yeah. is totally okay. This is uh, a strange thing. It's not slavery, though, because it's funny. In The Mandalorian, I thought this was a curious thing. They refer to robots as livestock. Mm. So I thought, oh, okay, that's an interesting way to, to approach this. It's well, not, I, my, not as not as beings, but as, but as in chattel, as in, yeah. To jump ahead a little bit with small Mandalorian spoilers, but not really big spoilers. Something Something I think The Mandalorian is doing... Uh, which is the Disney television uh, series, is um, they're fixing some things from Star Wars. Okay. And so I would be very surprised if, because he's got a problem with droids, yeah. I would be a, I'd very surprised if by the final episode we don't you don't free a droid or go, we shouldn't enslave droids. Yeah. I would be surprised. Because yeah. they've done things like with the sand people, they've gone, you know what, on Tatooine, the sand people and the Jawas are the only native people that are here. And everyone else has just come over and taken over the land. Like, oh, geez, that gives you a very different perspective on, yeah. on the sand people. They're just defending themselves. They're trying to make do. And yeah. okay, okay, fair enough. And uh, in the Mos Eisley Cantina, or in the first film, the droids aren't allowed to go in. Uh, they're, you know, we see, we see the Mos Eisley Cantina later and things are different. Let me say, I'm not going to say what happens, but things are different. So it feels like they're, they're, they're fixing things as they go along. They're <laughs> making the universe better. But yeah, no one seems to have a, a beef with, uh, with slavery, uh, including Luke, who, uh, you know, is the, um, is, is the, the goodest of the good guys. Yeah. I mean, the movie wants to have its cake and eat it too, which is to regard them as robots. But also have them as characters in the movie, mm-hmm. so they they have this weird dual function of a being robots, so you know, impersonal beings like you know, and then also their comedy elements. So they they react in a kooky manner to getting their feet burned. Is there is, like is there any? I don't know if it's kooky as much as like ugh. Like, is there any robot in Star Wars in the first trilogy that doesn't act like a person? That doesn't act like yeah, it's got a little... fear or it's got anger or it's got like some kind of emotion. Is there any just straight robot that just is just doing robot business? Well, I don't know if you call it fear, but there's those little things that kind of scurry around on the Death Star. But they see they see people and go, <laughs> and they and they're clearly a little bit scared, and then scared. they and, and then they bolt. They're not scared. They're they are. They make scared sounds. They're reacting to it and then scurrying off to report. I assume. Unless they're just, Maybe. Unless, they seem a little worried. Like, they're not a Roomba. They're not going around well, just, like, doing I mean, business. I mean, the 
yeah, it's a, it's just a, you know, like as you say, it's just a weird. There's just a weird sort of disconnect there between, you know, what they are and w- how they're regarded and what they are. Well, like, this is a big. This is a bigger thing. Like we we identify with Luke. He's our protagonist. We're going through the trilogy with Luke. Yeah. But you very rarely stop and just go. Wait a minute. Why is he the good guy again? What's he What's he doing? Like yeah. you know, uh, he's he's. His uh, goal off the top is, I want to leave the planet. That's his selfish goal that he wants. Yeah. He gets what he wants. You know, he, he everything that he wants, he gets, but it's all in line with what he wants anyway. Yeah. So is there anything that Luke does where he goes, you know what? I want something, but you know what? I'm not going to have that because someone else needs something. So I'm going to sacrifice for, I mean, Leia does. Yeah. Leia sacrifices like everything and just uh, to, to the cause. But is there anything Luke does that isn't something that Luke wants. This is Luke at, like, Han doesn't want to go back. Han wants to take off. Yeah. But Han goes, I gotta go back and help him. So Han does that character growth. Yeah. Luke, through the whole thing, and you can even go through the, 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 the ones most recently, is Luke ever doing stuff that Luke doesn't want to do? Or is that just all stuff Luke's on board with anyway? Because a hero feels like a hero should do something that a hero doesn't want to do. I don't know about that. Really? Yeah, I mean, you think someone who wants to save some kids from a burning building isn't a hero because he wanted to do it? Well, he's a firefighter. He wants to be a firefighter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. But like, it seems like a hero in a movie has to make a choice that is in some way a sacrifice, or is, is in some way puts them out, or is 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 different than the thing they want to do. Superman, for example, Superman uh, wants to just be uh, Clark Kent with Lois Lane. He wants to just go and have a life with her and just be a be a person. Nope, I got to be Superman because people need me. Off he goes. He's being Superman. Yeah, you know that's that to me is you know uh, Peter Parker. Peter Parker wants to be normal. He wants to have money. He wants you know, uh, but but no, I got to go be super uh, Spider Man. And he always has to do something that like you know messes things up for him and now he looks like a jerk and people hate him at home but no he's going to go do it because he's it's the right thing to do whereas yeah. i don't know necessarily luke through the whole thing is like what does luke want well luke wants this then luke wants this then luke wants this and every stage of the the game luke luke gets it with a with the possible exception of when he's it's revealed that his father is the villain well i think that's that's where you, you see the arc sort of take a take a turn towards where you know like what what does Luke want? And what does Luke want there? Why, why does he go to this, onto the Death Star to confront his dad? He doesn't have mm-hmm. to do that. You know, but he does. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like the, that kind of culmination of his, of his character arc. Like, I feel like after Return of the Jedi, there's no, no need to, for us to ever see Luke again. But, you know, I know he's in uh, The Last Jedi, but there's no need for him to be like, The Last Jedi isn't a, I mean, there is an arc for his character in that film. But it's not. There's not necessary for us to have another arc of his character. The fact that there is a pretty good arc in Last Last Jedi is, is sort of icing on the cake. But I don't think it's, you know. Well, I mean, Luke, Luke's Luke's storyline with his father is, you know, he uh, he doesn't know who his father is. Mm-hmm. Then he finds out. Oh, there's someone with a connection to his father. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, his father was a hero. Well, I want to be a hero. Well, I want to be like my father. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like my father. I will absolutely be a Jedi like my father. Yeah. Then he finds out, oh, this is your father. Oh, that's my father. Oh, my father's evil. Oh, shit. Am I going to be evil? I'm messed up now. And so he's a little bit a little bit screwed up there. He's like, no, I got to beat my father. But his father, 
fights with anger and violence. And his decision at the end, eventually, oh my gosh, it takes forever. Uh, he go, he decides to like throw his weapon away mm-hmm. and like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight I'm not gonna fight you. Sure. And, and uh, I think he, that's where his character that's sort of the culmination of that of that arc. Yeah, that's that a he, really good arc. Yeah. Where it's like this isn't this isn't my way because what his dream is is to be like a swashbuckling hero, you know. And then when he finally ends up in the situation where he should be like Errol Flynn fighting the sheriff of Nottingham up and down the stairs of the of the castle he throws away his sword yep he know? inspires mm-hmm. his father to do the right thing yeah and redeems his father mm-hmm. uh you know whether you think he can be redeemed or not but that's the idea he yeah. he redeems his father but i mean luke chooses against his own instincts in that moment you know it's is a painful moment for him to do i think maybe that's why it, i mean obviously it stretches it out to the, I, I, haven't, I haven't i've only seen that movie once i've never even rewatched that film well that movie, when I saw the movie in grade 12, and I, and I was so disappointed in it, I just left in disgust from that film. So Return, Return of the Jedi? Yeah, yeah, I hated it. I hated it so much. Here's the thing, like, when... And you, I think partly because I was in grade 12. So I was not, I was no longer in a mind yeah. frame for, for a film like Star Wars. You had to go and let girls ignore you. That's right. Because I needed, like, yeah, I needed to spend more time around girls so they could ignore me. Exactly, you know. Well, when, in the first film, you have, you know, his mentor, Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan uh, says to Darth Vader, strike me down and I will be more powerful than you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Which is a little weird because I don't know if that, in fact, happens. When he strikes him down, it's like you're a ghost that needs to take a, a break on a log. But okay, <laughs> more powerful than you could ever imagine. Fair enough. But, like, he chooses his own, you know, he chooses to be passive. And so there is a setup there for Luke to be, to take the passive uh, yeah. route. Where I kind of go is, like, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, if uh, if Luke was really believing Obi-Wan, it's like, I'm going to let this guy electrocute me. Because if he strikes me down, I'm going to be more powerful. And that would be the way that I could defeat him. The only way I would defeat him is to is to let him hurt me first. If we're going by Jedi rules as set up by Obi-Wan, but that isn't what they go with. They go with, inspires his father, fire, uh, father throws the Emperor down a shaft, yeah. uh, dies Disney Disney style. Because you got to fall to your death, yeah. and you never see the body. Yeah, and uh, and then yeah, he uh, he redeems his father, who we shouldn't see at the end as a ghost. No, and we also shouldn't see his face. Oh, why is that? It's just too disappointing to see this potato head underneath uh, Darth Vader's mask. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm, I disagree. But go ahead. I want to hear. Oh, more and more. It's, as a, I just remember as a kid, what seeing should it, he have looked like? I don't know, but I just felt like I think more hideous. I think if he had been more hideous, it would have been better. Because what you see there is not that terrible. But he's not that terrible anymore. But I know, but he should still look damaged. He does not look like, why is he wearing this mask for all this time? He's got the respiratory I- problems. The idea of the mask is, yeah, he has respiratory problems that he he needs his mask in order to survive. And then when you see him, you're like, well, he looks fine. It's t- I think like if you took it off it and he was... It should have been more like... If you took it off and he was Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, good. but that's not the moment. The moment, the moment there isn't, the beat isn't... You know, Luke going, like, that's, that's, not, that's no, not how you do it. But he should still be, he should still be terrifying, even in death. You know, like Luke can't, you know what I mean? Like there can't be like, like if he took off his mask and it revealed that he was like a, a cuddly bear, mm. you know, like. If he was an Ewok. Yeah. If he, he took was off an his, Ewok the whole time. If he took off his mask and he had like, he looked like Benny Hill with a little kind of twinkle in his eye and a little grin. You know who he should look like? Mm? He should look like Luke. 
Like you should have you should have aged up Luke and had Luke in the mask so that you know it made sense when you saw him like you know decapitate it and like his it was his own face in the mask because this is his dad. Why wouldn't yeah. his dad look like him? They, yeah, they could have got they could have got some old surfer to be the some surfer some surfer guy. It's tough when you when you do the when you do one of those reveals. Uh, do you think the redemption arc for uh, for Darth Vader works in that film? Mm-hmm. It's a little it's a little fast. It's a little fast and it's a little slow. First of all, <laughs> Luke is being electrocuted for a million years. I'd like, again, forever. Yeah, been a while, if you yeah. watch it now, it's just like, and, and Darth's, I should Everything do something. Everything in that movie is forever. I should do something. Everything I in that should movie do something. takes forever. You know what? I'm going to pick him up and throw him down a hole. And then he, and then you, he does. You know where the real Sarlacc pit is in the, last, in the Return of the Jedi? You in the audience are in the Sarlacc pit. It takes a thousand years for that movie to it end. It does, uh, does take like a while. It's like you're being digested for a thousand years by that movie. I'm all fine with... I'm all fine with uh you know that uh, that he dies with with Luke kind of uh, forgiving him a little bit. You know, like I like that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. You can do a you know, but it's not this isn't I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, and now, no, it can't be that. <laughs> like Gotcha. You've killed a lot of people. Yeah. You've killed a lot of people. And then when they get into the prequels, you've killed a lot of people. Yeah. No, no, we can't we can't have you at the very end, where it's like you see Yoda's ghost, rainbows see, and lollipops. You, yeah, and- you see Obi Wan, and then you then when when you see like uh, Darth Vader, you're like, oh wait a minute. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, either either uh, Jedi Heaven is really forgiving, <laughs> or all three of you are on your way to hell. Mm-hmm. Like there's you all three should not be in the same place, but you know. What are you? What are you gonna do? And then when they, then when they do the redo, and he comes back as the younger version, well, just forget it then. So Obi Wan oh, is, yeah, yeah. so Obi Wan stays old, and you're <laughs> young. Like what's? Yeah, the only thing I could think about when I saw that was, okay, this was the last time that he was good. Was right at whatever this age is, and the and the second he turned to the dark side was like right after this. So when he goes back to his good ghost. Is good ghost snaps back to then? Yes, that I'll I'll give you that. Okay, fine. So, right. so we you agree. The no third price. the third film too long, too rambly, padding, padding, padding. My yep. thing too sadistic off the top, mm. too commercial off the end. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's it's I do really like the idea of you know him inspiring his father. That's great. That's all fine and great. Uh, they don't do enough with the idea that uh, Leia's his sister. That's just a weird thing to leave. Just threw that yeah. on as padding. Well, at the yeah, end. it's just yeah because it's not wasn't developed. Like, like you can tell. Like, like when I say that Empire Strikes Back set up the next movie perfectly. Like there was so many. There was such a good movie there for them to to continue on with, but they they didn't because George Lucas was really mad at Gary Kurtz after Empire Strikes Back. Gary Kurtz never worked with George Lucas again, so Gary Kurtz was out of the picture after yeah. that. He. And that's why I think one of the reasons why Empire Strikes Back has not been changed very much by George Lucas. George Lucas hasn't gone back to Empire Strikes Back and added a bunch of foo-for-all to it. It's pretty much, if you watch Empire Strikes, it's pretty much what you would have seen in the theater. There's okay. a few, few changes, but not as much as the other two films, Return and, and Star Wars. And I think the reason for that is he doesn't like the movie that much. Like mm. He was really, really choked at the, that movie. He was choked that it went over budget. He was choked at the like they that they turned out at the end. He just did not like the movie very much. Did he not like the plot? He didn't. Yeah, he just didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he, I think he's mostly mad because they were behind schedule, mm. which wasn't their fault. I mean, they, like I say, they shot in a country that was in the middle of its worst, the worst, 
you know, climate conditions in a hundred years or whatever. So, you know, the, the chains weren't running, nothing was working. They couldn't do any of the things they planned. They couldn't, it was really hard for them to shoot. The fact that they got some material out of it is a real testament to, to the, to the, you know, to sticking, sticking to, to something and to finally, you know, just yeah. to get something. So, on, so on the whole, uh, it's good. Uh, I think the first film stands alone, uh, better. I think the second film is probably the best. If we're counting all three, as thing, then the second one's the best film. But I, mean, I you, prefer Star Wars. You, you know, prefer if, Star Wars? Yeah. I'm, but I, okay. I, like I say, I think that Emperor Strikes is a better film. But I think Star Wars is like, you know, because it's the first one and mm-hmm. it tells like the most complete story and it's just a lot of fun and, and pretty goofy. It has its slow moments as well. Okay. Now but we're going to. O- Obi-Wan sneak it around the Death Star. <sighs> now we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna push through. The prequels fast, and we're going to get to the other ones. Why are we um, going to push the prequels fast? I don't, is because, that possible? Because here's the thing: the we all wanted them. The three, we all wanted the prequels. Did we? The three, no the three it. prequels: Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, are all based on that five minute conversation or less that Obi Wan had with uh, Luke talking about his father and mm. the two of them fighting in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and uh, this is the little problem that That's, we've. That throwaway line that George Lucas just threw in just for the hell of this it. This is the problem with Star Wars is, from from this point on yeah. is, did someone mention something casually? <laughs> Let's do a whole thing on that because they had the expanded universe. They had novels that they wrote about this. Mm-hmm. They've had video games. Yeah. So it's like, oh, wait, did you mention that, that uh, Bothans died getting the Death Star plans? Okay, well, now we're going to make a video game of that, and we're going to do a novel of that, and we're going to do this. And how about the original Death Star uh, spies? Let's do a whole thing about them, and so on and so forth. So anything casually mentioned gets, you know, we're going to take it out of your imagination, yeah. and now we're going to show it to you, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a shame. So I was like, what was it like uh, for Darth Vader? And <laughs> they go with the weird idea that we want to see, a, just the whole premise is weird. Yeah. That like... We want to see a little kid yeah. that we really like and that we're all relating to who then becomes super Hitler later. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it is. that's just flawed from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It is. And, they, and you would think like, oh, I see what they're going to do. They're going to – look. the kid looks like he's a sweetheart. But we're going to omen this kid. We're going to have little things that the kid's doing where, like, you look over here and something will happen. And we'll go like, ah, this kid is going to be – and they're not going to recognize this till it's too late. Okay. Very good. I see what we're going to do. Wrong. Do Whole that. movie. No. <laughs> kid's great. Kid's mm-hmm. aces. Yeah. Couldn't be better. Kid's, kid's a swell kid. Like what are we what are we doing? What's the what's the point of that? What does that get you story wise? You know, it's an it's okay as its own thing. And I, I at the time I was thinking, if you're a kid and this is your first Star Wars, which it probably will be because it's in the movies, you're going to go and go, "Oh, I like this kid a lot. I relate to this kid. He looks like me. He likes to race. He's having a good time. Oh, he's got a single oh, single mom like me. Oh, I relate to this so much. Fantastic. What happens to him? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 well, that's uh, crushing. Yeah. Okay. Just from the start. It's just a flawed idea. Sure. Now now we add to it that he built C-3PO. Yeah. Which, okay, like to me, not to get too fanficy, but C-3PO is a real scared robot. The most scared robot of any other robot you'll ever see. No other robot is going to be going ah! through the whole thing, but but he's terrified. Yes. So if he was 
you know, it's like if you had a kid who had a dog and the dog was scared of everything, you'd know this kid isn't great with this dog. This kid is probably a little abusive to this dog. So I figured he's building C-3PO. This is where we're going to see that he's not a great guy because he's going to be abusing C-3PO and mess up C-3PO, which is why C-3PO is all fucked up through everything. No, no, it's just there. Oh, and how did uh, how did C-3PO meet R2-D2? Oh, you always want to know that story. C-3PO, this is R2-D2. <laughs> okay so now we know how they met <laughs> all right that's uh it's good stuff yeah i like if you have complaints about star wars as being being narrow it's very narrow in its universe that movie is like the true exemplar of that of that issue that you know it's yeah like c-3po like first thing who cares where he came from <laughs> like who cares did anyone ever in their whole life watch star wars the movie star wars and go i wonder where C3- c-3po came from i assume he was built like the other droids yeah yeah I you know he the came from a personalities yeah i'm sure he's built factory and and then they put a uh, put a yeah. personality in, in in them and in the case of a, a a protocol droid they they need to be they have to be well-mannered and they have to be able to be like um, they're sort of like robot ambassadors, yeah, who know many languages, like that. Who act as they go between. He's a fancy pants mm-hmm. who shouldn't be here. Exactly. Like he's he's a butler who you've just like handed yeah. a, you know put a, put in a space battle. Yeah, he should be all messed up. That works. Yeah, yeah. So what's his deal? I was built by a, a slave on uh, on uh, this uh, Tatooine. What? <laughs> <laughs> what's that about? And R two D two's character works too because when you learn that that kind of droid. Goes into a goes into into the fighters into the X wings and acts as as a, some sort of onboard navigation mm-hmm. engineer whatever the heck it is they do everything with his head sticking out so he can with get shot. Do you not have a, a, a co pilot seat? Can you put him behind you? Like <laughs> like it almost gets his head shot off. <laughs> so weird. It's a dick move. <laughs> so, but they're just robots, right? And so, but yeah, why is his character kind of plucky? Because he has to be brave. Or he has to have that sort of. Well, he doesn't have to be brave because he's a robot. You can just program it to not care. But anyway, I suppose if you want, if you're going to invent really expensive things that are going to be walking around doing stuff, then a you don't want them smashing themselves to pieces against sharp mm-hmm. objects and stuff. So having like a pain element to their characters, like some sort of awareness of damage, is good. Just like the same for us. You know, it's to our benefit that we feel pain, so we're not, it's not okay. lopping off fingers and burning ourselves sure. without realizing it. And then. So those are those are good things, and then to have a personality, I guess that makes sense as well. In the sense that we don't want to, f- to have like that sort of feeling that we're talking to a robot. We want to feel like there is some sort of relationship between us and this thing that works for us. You know, like I can understand all that, but it, you know, the movie, like I said before, it it it's definitely having its cake and and or eating its cake and having it too. Like yeah. it's not. It is definitely you know wants to have these quirky characters but also treat them as sort of like robots and anything else you'd see as the sort of unfeeling tin cans that you know yeah you can kick so you've down the got stairs. a kid who's a slave mm-hmm. builds a slave who builds a slave yeah who builds a second slave <laughs> now again my fanfic yeah of this is is always that if you were because uh, because my fan fiction is always there's a dark side to this kid that we didn't see mm. that like clearly had to have been somewhere in there yeah I mean, he's a, he's a growing up a slave. He's going to be messed up. He's being like beaten by Watto or whatever. Okay, so if you were building a robot, you would build a robot. I don't know that would like kill Watto or like you know defend you. You know because you or at least protect your mom. That's exactly it. 
So you would have to have a protocol in there that would like you know activate, and he would like protect your mom. But if he was all aggressive, you would, uh, the slave owner would go like, oh well, you can't have this guy around. So we got to make him Mister Coward Pants. <laughs> So they're going to go like, oh, no, 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 this guy's, this guy's no trouble. Yeah. But at some point, you could go activate, you know, protocol, you know, nine. And then he just like brings out a couple of weapons and just starts shooting the shit out of everything. Which, you know, I always thought like, that's what, that's what you would build if you're Darth Vader. But what kind of robot would Darth Vader build as a kid? But he's, he's a salvaged robot. He, like, he already is a protocol droid. He doesn't make a protocol droid. He put, he cobbles together this yeah, robot from bits and pieces. And like he could add yeah, an extra bit to him. This is so ridiculous. Here's the other two bits. Yeah. One that they go with the idea, you know, when they ask, you know, who's his father to the mother? And he goes, he doesn't have one. So, okay. Mm. So he was born without a father. Okay. Just came out of nowhere. Okay. The force created him. Mm. And we don't really deal with that shit. Yeah. Evil Jesus. Evil Jesus. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So who then becomes Hitler. Yeah. Evil <laughs> Jesus turns Hitler. But what I thought with that is. Yeah. We we learn later on how the force works, where you can. Well, he's do- not really Hitler. I know he keeps saying that, but he's not really Hitler because he's not the he's leader. He's more Goebbels that then he's, like becomes he's more like a well, more Himmler. Let's say let's, more Himmler. Let's yeah, go. Or, yeah, he's more of Heydrich, a Himmler or Heydrich, one of those really evil guys. Sure, any that, H's. The SS ones, the ones who like did ran the uh, right when Gestapo we, and all that. Stuff. He's he's naturally gifted with the force. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know he's got the force, but yeah. he can do force shit. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that the force can do that we see with Obi Wan is. Influence other others' minds, like, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for. So, like, he, people can see that there's droids there. Yeah. But he does something that their minds were like, there's no droids here. I can't see any droids here. Well, there's no droids. So, you've got this kid, you know, with his mom, and, like, something happened with dad. And probably something happened with dad with this kid. Let's say dad got a little uh, slappy. Maybe something happened, and the kid's got force powers. Kid does something. Kid doesn't know what he's doing, but something happens to Pop. And Mom comes along and goes, hey, what happened to uh, your dad? Where's your dad at? Oh, I never had a dad. Dad doesn't exist. Hey, that's right. Dad never existed. You never had a dad. Fair enough. And goes on. And then uh, and then uh, tells this to people, and people are like, yeah, we buy that. There's no father. You know, as a Jedi priest, you know, who knows how the Force works, I'm taking this with a big grain of salt. That's fine. Yeah, I guess so we can just make babies now out of nowhere. That's what we do. That's how the force works. Wrong. Clearly, he killed his father and uh, erased mom's mind. (laughs) By the way, he then meets uh, Princess Amidala. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and likes her. Puts the hoodoo on her. Puts the hoodoo on her. So the next time he, she sees him, she's like, Oh, there's that kid that, like, she can't be attracted to him because he's a kid. Mm. Like, of course, there's something in her that's like, well, no. But it's like, you love me. You love me. You love me. Next time he sees her, oh, I love you. Why would, why would she love him? Nope. She just, I knew him as a kid. That's weird that I would, like, love a guy that I knew first as a little kid. No, I love him. Yeah, because he's using his like force powers on her. Like you can you can play that all out and go like, oh yeah, this is Darth Vader being dark and being omeny and being all this stuff. But yeah. no, he was just a kid who ran a pod race, and we haven't even gotten to Jar Jar. Mm. Now the problem with Jar Jar, of course, is you know is he a step and fetch it type character? There's an argument to be made. But are there uh, stereotypes all through Star Wars with these broad characters? Possibly a C-3PO, a gay stereotype. Possibly you can go with that. My big problem with it is you already had C-3PO and R2-D2 as your comedy relief. And, and now you're like... I think C-3PO is more of a British archetype than a... 
gay archetype. Okay. Um, but you, you've now like done such a comedy relief character who's nothing but comedy relief. Yeah. He looks like if you looked at him in shadow, he's goofy. There's nothing that he's doing that isn't, you know, goofy. You can replace the Misa Sari with a gosh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to help you out and the whoops a do my feet, you know, and, uh, and he's just a straight out, you know, it's just too over the top. He yeah. just takes it, takes it too far. And then, and then the problem with that as well is he, you know, you've got, um, Qui-Gon Jinn, I think, is uh, uh, Liam Neeson's character. Uh, He's being abusive with the guy. Like, the guy uh, sticks out his tongue to get some food, and he grabs his tongue? Like, no. You can't grab another person's tongue. What the hell's wrong with you? You know, it's like, well, he's a priest. Well, yeah. You can't, priest. You can't be, you know. A Jedi priest? Yeah, I believe so, isn't he? No. What is he? Jedi. I don't think they're called monks or anything, are they? Mm. He's a religious guy. He's celibate. All Jedi are celibate. So, and they all, you know, uh, I don't worship the force, but they all like, are they you know, meditate. Are they voluntarily celibate? They're, they're, they're well, yeah, I don't know how it goes. All I'm saying is, uh, he's manhandling, uh, you know, this, uh, this, this character who's helping him. Yeah. Uh, he's an asshole. Uh, Obi-Wan, you know, you got Ewan McGregor who is fine. He's doing his best Alec Guinness impression. Yeah. But he's given like next to nothing to do. Well, and uh, there you go. And then they have kind of a cool lightsaber fight at the end with, uh, you know, Darth Maul. But then, you know, end up killing that guy. And that's fine. But who comes back in the Clone Wars later? The problem, I mean, it's... Animated it, series. It, it runs deeper than that, though. Like, okay, the problem me. with the film is that, one, is that for whatever reason, George Lucas decides to start, start it off with, like, a political backstory. Yeah. So we find out that there's a trade, trade federation problems. and there's some sort of embargo and then they're involved in this and that. And Naboo is at some sort of at the center of this. Yeah. And we do get some cool Jedi stuff, but mostly we just Yeah, them the, cutting through the door with the lightsaber cool, yeah. pretty good. But mostly we just get them sitting and talking a lot. Like there's so much talking in this film. There's so much there's so much scenes where no one's doing anything. And I mean and partly it's because the film was made in a room that was about forty by forty in front of a green screen. And so no one has anywhere to go because mm. they don't know where anything is. Mm. And they don't, you know. Yeah, it's so, a lot of tennis balls on sticks. But not just tennis balls on sticks. Everything there, like the entire background is, is computer generated right. as well. Like they have no idea where they are. They, they're not. And Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor are both good actors. Yes. You know, you got you got a couple of guys who uh, are they're going to carry their weight. And uh, oh, Sorry, I'm, I just thought of a movie that ends without, without ending. All right, go ahead. Uh, the Grey. Okay. He has the bottles in his fingers ready, sure. to fight the, ready to fight those wolves. Movie's over, everyone. Natalie Portman, Portman also, you know, she's fine. Yeah, she's, she's fine. She's doing she's doing just but, fine. But she's not fine in that movie. She's terrible in that film, as are most of the people who are acting in that movie, because they're getting no direction from the director of the movie. He's right. not, like poor Jake Lloyd, he's not being told. He's a child actor, and they need some coaxing on set to, in order to get a performance out of them. He's giving no direction. But what, yeah, what's, his, what's his arc? Like, I want to not be a slave. Good point. And then these two <laughs> Jedis, who are, so, again, supposed to be the good guys, yeah. uh, are like, yeah, we're going to take you and train you. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, this is a slave camp. Just saying. This is a slave camp. That's his mom. His mom's, you're going to leave his mom in the slave camp. Yeah. You can't, like, I don't know, take, take mom as well. Take them both. You know? Uh, well, no, because there's Watto. There's this little bug guy there who uh, owns her. Yeah. Ah, I see. You can't wave your hand and go, 
Don't they try that and it doesn't work with him? Doesn't it work? Yeah. Okay, fine. They try in the, the mind trick. Then with him punch him in like, the damn big nose. And he laughs at them. Because he's a slave owner. <laughs> How about that? He laughs at them. How about that? How about but, you free the slaves, maybe? But don't they win uh, Anakin's freedom in, through the pod race? The pod race? race, yeah. So they couldn't have included the mum in that as well? There you go. Doesn't the mum have kind of a silly name? Who? Well, I don't know what the mum's name is. I don't remember either. All right. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Then. I just, just remember the mom being have silly. a silly name? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Does she? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I just, I thought you might remember. You're okay, the one who I'm remembered. I'm going to look up the mum's name. You remembered Watto's name. Okay, fair enough. I'm trying to find, uh, yeah, uh, Pernilia Og. Oh, she's uh, Shimmy Skywalker. Shimmy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Now, here's the thing about that. So, so Shimmy, the name in this universe, the name comes from the mom's side, I guess. Like, I guess that, <laughs> he's only got no dad, so. Yeah. Okay. Is she? Like, Again, she gave birth to a Jedi baby. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, because we know he's going to be the dad of Luke and Leia, who are both Jedis, mm-hmm. or uh, one with the Force. Uh, she got any uh, Force thing going on? Maybe check that out. And would that matter? And would they take her then? But she doesn't, so screw her. She gets to just stay and be a slave. <laughs> it's just yeah. f- fucking jerks. Yes. But all that pod race. Yeah, and then we got uh, you got Samuel Jackson in it. He's fine. He's but the, no, he's terrible. He's the cool uh, guy. You got uh, CGI Yoda, boring, doing his Yoda stuff. They all sit around in a circle, so boring, uh, doing stuff in their seats. And 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 it's the weird thing too is like the Jedi are on a planet that's all like no nature at all. Yeah, to where you would go then like oh this is why Yoda later goes to an all nature planet. Because, uh, like, you know, maybe it's like he wants to get as far away as possible from this world. But why did <laughs> I, the Jedi... I just thought he went to a planet that no one would, would want to possibly, go to. Possibly. But, like, why would the Jedi want to be on this world of, like, no nature at all? Like, the Force flows through through everything. And it feels like that's very nature-related. And, like, mm-hmm. no, just this super futuristic so, uh, world of, like, flying cars and shit. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, why? Because then you could just have the actor sitting down. You don't, They don't need to be moving. And it's really hard to animate... Forest. It's really uh, easy to animate a room with chairs people are sitting on. Sit under a tree. I mean, that's all you go. Okay, so anyway, Phantom Menace, they go and they fight and they do a thing and uh, that's all that and stuff. And the problem with the Darth Maul secret, and everyone loves that fight sequence, but the problem with the secrets, secrets itself is that you're not invested in anyone. Like, you don't know who he is. You don't know... Uh, he looks evil. You know, the movie assumes that you know who Obi-Wan is. But really, your affection for Obi-Wan is for this guy who's in his 60s or 70s, yeah. not for this young person. Like, you haven't seen anything from this character to make you like him. You haven't seen anything from Kwai John... What's his face? Kwai, Kwai John uh, Jin? Jim? Jin? Jin. To make you like that character. I knew it until you said that. Yeah. Sorry. You haven't... Like, and, and, and there's no scene... There's really no scenes in the films where they talk together in a, in a companionable way, as if they are friends. Well, they're moving the plot along. They're always moving the plot along. Everyone's moving the plot along. That's everyone's rule in the film, is to come on screen and tell you what they're going to do and the end result you know will be what you already know yeah so why do we care exactly. like is anything going to change here my perspective nope. on what i thought no nope. it's like well he was a nice kid oh that's too bad and also yeah with that final that final scene though darth maul is very cool and he's got the double lightsaber which is very cool mm-hmm. um you're two guys fighting one guy so uh that's weird that's a weird thing. You're two guys just ganging up on this one guy. It's like that doesn't seem like the kind of fight you would ever have, like in a good, in a good action movie. Really, like you don't do that. 
you know, you and your pal. What uh, do we know that this guy's a great lightsaber fighter? Has there been has this been established? Because right now I know you know you're both supposed to be great, and now you're just gonna like just kill this guy. That's what. Yeah, that, that, fight one at a time. A little bit of honor or something. Fight one at a time. You know something. They're, they are. They are. Well, I mean, the Jedi are assholes. The Jedi you see it's in not this. The Jedi are assholes, but they it's are. Just that the characters, the, the characterization is so inconsistent. Well, when you see them sitting around and they're talking about whether they're going to like uh, take this kid on as an apprentice, you know the whole. Yeah, that's terrible. It's, but ter- I mean, it's terrible. It's and, inconsistent. And like, he might be the one who's uh, prophesized to bring the balance yeah. to the Force. Okay, but what if he isn't? What if he's not? What if he's not that, and he's just a little slave kid who's got some force powers? Are we going to help him then, or does he have to like be part of the prophecy? Because if that's the only thing we care about, we ain't the good guys. Like I, I know we're not building the Death Star, and that's not good. No, no, but what we are doing is we are like you know bringing kids in and uh, you know uh, making them celibate and shit, and saying I, don't have, don't feel love. But I don't think you watched. I don't think you watched um, Empire Strikes Back or Star Wars and said. When you're introduced to Yoda or introduced to Obi-Wan, you didn't go, what an asshole. Well, you had no point where Obi-Wan said to Luke, hey, uh, I saw you kiss a girl. Knock it off. We <laughs> that's don't, what I mean. We don't do that. The characterization. Nicks. Nicks to that, buddy. That's what I Yoda mean. Yoda never brought by... that up. was just like, hey, 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 no uh, no masturbating. What? What was that, Yoda? <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, don't touch it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Or you lose your force powers. What? Well, I got to fade away. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And then seagulls start pecking at his head. <laughs> seagulls, stop it now. Oh, by the way. You're wearing your uh, seagulls, stop it now uh, shirt. Yes. Excellent. Um, in honor of that, we're talking about Star Wars. So, no, I just, I, when you say that, I just mean, what I mean is that the characterization of the Jedi are so inconsistent. Like, but from what you, what we learned of them in the first trilogy, when you get to the prequels, we it just turns it all upside down. Like you feel in the first films, like anyone, anyone can have these powers. Yeah, the force is everywhere. The force is everywhere. The force it's, is it's, all around. It's us. accessible to all of us. Yoda says that. Yep. And then we get to those ones, and it's like, no, you have to have these midichlorians. Yeah. And it depends on your midichlorian count. So it's like some sort of elite. Yeah. It's like some sort of elite club then, rather than being something that you can train to do. If you if you have the interest, once and, again we're back into willpower. space Hitler. It's just like, yeah, you yeah. you you're are you the pure blood. Are you special enough? Yeah. yeah. Are you a mud blood? Or are you a pure blood? Yeah. And and yeah, it just you know like yeah, it's just it's awful. All right. So. I mean, what really like the way the film sets it up? I mean, I know you're making a joke about the dad being killed by by uh, Anakin. No, I actually period. do think that is the only way that that makes any sense. Well, no, because the movie sets it up as the sense that he is like the chosen one, that he is this special child that is born in, in this weird way, this kind of virgin birth that makes him like this this prophetic child that's going to unite the, the the forces. So what then what you need to do with the film is establish this idea of this of the child not being denied by the Jedi. Being brought into the Jedi, being brought into their world, being trained to become this prophetic character, and so when you end up with him turning and going in a in a in a, in, a, in the following the, going to the dark side, mm-hmm. then it does feel like a tragedy. That rather than just this kind of weird tacked-on ending to to the third movie, because there's in the first two films, there's no sense of Anakin becoming evil. It's not until you get to the third third movie that you're like. Oh, okay. Yeah, strong turn. No, there's a well, strong turn. Well, let's just... And uh, what's the reason for it? Well, let's just do this real fast. Uh, second He's fi- selfish in, in the second film. Yeah, second, let's go just second film for like 
like about two minutes because there's nothing to the second film. The second <laughs> film is bullshit. Second film, the second film, I, first of all, let me just say this uh, about, about the whole thing. I've seen Attack of the Clones. I've probably seen it twice. What's Attack of the Clones? Is that the second the second one? one. Okay. Okay. I have no idea who won the Clone Wars. Mm. I don't know. You know what? Honestly, is it about the, is the hmm? but the Clone Wars are like the animated thing, aren't they? I've never seen the Clone Wars. Okay, but this but is a Clone cl- War. This is part of the Clone War with the Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. So who won the Clone Wars? But isn't the TV show the Clone Wars the one that explains all that stuff? Because that probably because it also maybe. But I the... assume I should know from the movies since like this whole thing was like we fought in the Clone Wars yeah. and we're now making three movies about about this discussion we had. But look, should I know who won the Clone Wars? But look at the beginning of the third film where yeah. the Emperor has been captured. It's not shown in the. It, that's from the Clone Wars show. All right. That's where his the, the character is captured. Okay. It's not mentioned. It's not shown in the movie, which is so there, dumb. There we go. Great. Like it's so. Just, all I remember is like watching another problem with. Yeah, the I remember watching Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And it was uh, a whole bunch of clones. Yeah. Clone stormtroopers back when the stormtroopers were good. Yep. <sighs> Versus uh, a whole bunch of droids. Yeah. And the droids are fighting the stormtroopers. Yeah. And if I'm remembering correctly. They're both working for the Empire, really. They're working for the Emperor. Yeah. So there's no Empire yet. Okay, fine. So they're working for Palatine. So I'm watching this this big battle Palatine. between them. Yeah. Who gives two fucks? Like there's no there, there's no one to root for. There's it's, no nothing. It's I'm not just, just literally watching yeah. lasers and CGI <laughs> thing fight a CGI thing. Yeah. But there's absolutely it would be like watching Mothra fighting Rodan, which I think I did do recently. <laughs> Who cares? Godzilla. Which one am I rooting for? Like, yeah. I know I'm rooting for Godzilla because Godzilla's, you know, the man guy. But, like, I'm talking, like, <laughs> secondary characters, yeah, yeah. CGI characters fighting. Who cares? Yeah. What's it matter? Yeah. Nothing matters. I know Yoda's on this one ship. Yeah. But, like, so what? What's it? What's it? Who? Are you talking, what about, am I, why talking, you, about, you, talking about murder Yoda? Yeah, why you? Why go you, in there and kill them all? That's right. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the forces all around? Let you? Jedi Jesus sort them out. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's all bullshit. And then they have a, a romance that doesn't work, uh, and all of that. And uh, blah, blah. And sand gets everywhere. And uh, I think you uh, and McGregor at one point goes to a diner. And uh, there's a big monster, and they yeah. have a conversation, and it's just like, yeah. Remember American Graffiti, says George Lucas. Pretty much. If you go to Mel's, uh, one of Mel's diners, and uh, you'll see my face everywhere. Okay, so that's that so movie happened. Let's just let me just want to say a few a few other things okay. about it. So Obi Wan Kenobi gets goes on a mission. Yeah. To he goes to a planet and he discovers they're making clones there. That's right, and that's where you see that like um, Jango Fett. Yeah, is there, and they're all making him of Jango Fett. Yeah, who is uh, Boba Fett's dad, and you see little Boba Fett. Who, by the way, did you like it when we showed you that uh, like uh, Darth Vader was a cute kid, uh, and then he later became evil? But we don't really get to that. How would you like the same thing with Boba Fett? Yeah, he's a cute kid who loves his dad. Yeah, sounds great. All right, and it's just. It's all fucked up and then becomes evil. All right, fine. But more amoral. He's just a bounty hunter. Well, the kid isn't. the the kid The kid was just watch his dad get like decapitated by a Jedi, mm. and like, and he picks up his helmet. And I don't know why the dad's head doesn't fall out of it. It seems like that's the joke. Yeah. Uh, but you can tell the kid's messed up and hates mm. the Jedi because of uh, them killing his dad. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's, I guess that's a little bit of backstory. But now <laughs> I, I know that kid's like in a Sarlacc pit now, mm. you know, slowly being eaten for a thousand years. This little kid who I'm seeing here. Well, just so you know, stinks. I'll tell you a little secret. Okay. He only lives to be 70. Average. And I think you... No. 
No, that's not how the Sawlock pit works. Well, it keeps friend. you alive. It does. That's oh. the thing. How does it keep it, you alive? It keeps you alive. Uh, well, it like attaches to you and it keeps you alive and feeds on you for a thousand years while you're in agony. Is that how it works? Yes, that's how it works. That's how a Sawlock pit works. Hmm. As far as Star 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 Wars, you know, literature tells me. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's people who have been down there for hundreds of years, thousands even. Pretty bad. Wow. Kill them. Kill them all. Kill them with fire. <laughs> um. Okay, we can move on. I just, I just feel yeah. like, I just feel like Obi Wan Kenobi looks like a big dummy in in the second film because he doesn't put together like the most obvious easy pieces. They're like right in front of his stupid face. And also, Count Dooku's there, and of course, Christopher Lee is evil. What a surprise that is, huh? Christopher Lee's evil, and then cuts <laughs> off Anakin's right arm. Okay, so we're getting that. That's fine. Oh, and they get, uh, sorry, Padme, uh, you know, marries uh, Anakin secretly, and uh, their witnesses are C three PO and R two D two. Like, like that, like you gotta can you slaves gotta have, can slaves witness them? There's a lot of problems with that, right? <laughs> One, can slaves get married? Two, can can robots be a witness? Can yeah. you just program the robot to go say you were a witness? <laughs> okay, I saw this wedding. Then we get to Revenge of the Sith, and uh, yeah, it starts off with a big action scene that was very impressive. I remember going there with my friend Nick uh, Harrison. Who, by the way, uh, has an amazing play called uh, Star Wars uh, Save My Life, uh, which was about his uh, abuse in the Catholic Church and how he kind of dealt with things through through Star Wars and learning martial arts. It's an amazing mm. play if you ever get a chance to to see him do it. I guess he's uh, pretty happy with how the Jedi turned out. <sighs> Boy, so so I'm I'm going to see this film with him, and he's really pumped. And we're like, this is the one that's gonna it's gonna get it back because he had was disappointed with. The last one, especially, yeah. And like when the opening scene comes out, and it's just full of space battle, and it's yeah. all going to town. Yeah. Oh boy, was he happy! And I didn't watch his reaction for the rest of the movie, uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it start it starts with a great space battle. Let's it just is, say that much. It is, and it's a uh, it's a con- it's a continue. It's like a long shot. It's a continuous yep. shot. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, all fine and fine. By the way, the I remember at the at the time when the first one of the prequels came out. That George Lucas was saying uh, soon, uh, all movie theaters are going to be digital for the most part. They're going to all be digital because you get a better picture. It's and it didn't end up happening. Um, well, they're digital in the sense that they get a DVD to play in the theater. Eh, that's not untrue. No, it's very true. It's uh, there. You go. I was told that. So Anakin's getting uh, nightmares. He's seeing uh, Padme dying in uh, childbirth. He's uh, he's getting a little darker. He's getting a little angrier. Getting a little flipping out or well, there's two weird things. One is okay. he becomes more heroic in this film. Yeah, like he goes to rescue. Like when he's flying in this battle that op- the film opens, he's like, "Oh, so and so is in some trouble. I'm going to go help them." Which is the first time. Like in the other two movies, especially in the second film, he's like this egocentric little little uh, jerk who's all about himself, which is kind of Lukeish. But in this film, yeah, because we, ne- I guess George Lucas realized, oh, I think I've taken his character too far too soon. So I'm going to like have to pull him back a little bit, have him do a couple of nice things. And then when he starts to turn bad, then we'll really see it happening. Right. And you got Palpatine. He appoints uh, Anakin to the Jedi Council as his representative. He's like talking him up, takes him to the opera. Um, <laughs> he sits in front of, I believe, George Lucas. I think George Lucas is playing an alien. And they watch a oh. bubble bubble opera or bubble ballet or something. I do not anyway, know. entertainment in the future is awful. It's awful. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that. Is it the future? Or it's uh, past... The future, past, uh, or it's soft jazz yeah. in uh, in every bar. 
Anyway, uh, meanwhile, uh, Obi-Wan uh, goes and kills General Grievous because he's just an out-and-out villain. You can tell he's a villain because he's got breathing problems. <laughs> he's got, uh, seems to have uh, bad asthma. Yeah. And he's got four lightsabers because <laughs> that's more lightsabers is more, uh, more, more bad. Well, people were, people were exclaiming over, believe it or not, people were exclaiming over the battle sequence in Attack of the Clones. Like people actually enjoyed watching all that CGI boring garbage of a bunch of people fighting nothing in a room, swinging their arms around. And what's best about it? What's best about all these sequences is that there's very little choreography for the for the uh, fate sequences. They just randomly swing. I know there is for the the the, yeah. the lightsaber duel at the end of the film. I know that has this choreographed. But I'm talking oh about like oh boy, is it ever? I'm talking about the masked scenes of them like running into battle and and they're just randomly swinging their they're whatever they're holding in their hands to, as a to look like a be look look like a lightsaber light later on. I don't know if it's like a rod or whatever they're swinging around, and then but it's just random, and then they just add things to make it make sense. But it's not. It's, yeah, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, it looks terrible. I also think the lightsaber duel at the end of this movie is also not so great. But okay. Yeah. So uh, okay. So basically, and again, we can we'll just get through this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so Darth, uh, so sorry, uh, Palpatine, uh, says I can, uh, help, uh, save, uh, Padme. Uh, you just gotta, Hey, and you should uh, join the dark side. And like, I don't want to join the dark side. Well, you gotta, jo- you should. Um, uh, and, uh, Anakin, uh, reports, uh, rats out Palpatine to Mace Windu. And apparently, uh, snitches get stitches, uh, <laughs> later on. Uh, Mace Windu fights, uh, fights Palpatine. Uh, there's lightning fight, uh, messes up. Here's the thing. It's like, you see Palpatine and he looks like, you know, a nice old man. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know how he turns evil. He probably turns evil over time because of his evil ways. That's what it is. Some sort of corruption and it just corrupts. Nah. He just gets lightning faced and is immediately like this. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. It is dumb, but that's that really points out why it's Yeah. Dumb. And then he that's stops great. aging, and then uh, it's like that for many years. Yeah. Uh, and then he throws Mace out a window, and I guess he's Mace Window at that point. <laughs> out the way, out the window, and we never see him land, so you assume, like, well, I guess he survived, because no one gets thrown out of a thing, and, you know. and he, he, It's a kid's movie, sir. That's why they have these long talks about uh, voting, how you, uh, vote, voting uh, in, the, in the Senate. Yeah. So we need more taxation talk, please. Yeah. So anyway, uh, oh, but also by the way, uh, then uh, Anakin betrays Windu and uh, cuts his hand, and that's makes him throw him out of the window. And then he's he's on Sidious's side, and he's evil now, and uh, so he can save uh, Padme. <laughs> anyway, uh, long story short, uh, they, we saw some kids in the saw some kids a little while back, and uh, they're the Jedi kids, and. Uh, by the way, let me just say, uh, Jedi Academy series of books are really good. Jeffrey Brown <laughs> does those, and those are entertaining. Mm-hmm. You might want to pick those up. Those are good. Also, um, does some fun stuff with Luke and Leia and Darth as their dad. Anyway, uh, Anakin kills the kids. You know, out of nowhere. Like, it's just yeah. too much too fast. Like, yeah. it's just just turns evil as fast as Palpatine turns to his... Th- it's like we got... Come on, we're burning daylight here, exactly, people. We're yeah. burning two suns here. Let's go. Like, hey, evil, you're evil. And uh, oh, long story short, there's a big confrontation. Uh, to to on be a, fair, though, that yeah. he did save the kids from a life of celibacy. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now now you, imagine being a teenager and having to be celibate. Yeah. Now you. Yeah. Now you get to be kid ghosts. 
I, I don't know if you guys get to be little Jedi ghosts not, too. I don't, I don't know they how this the, works. They don't have the force. By the way, they did set up. Um, I th- oh no, they set that up later on. I'll tell you about that later. Anyway, there's a lava planet. So because it's a lava level, because Super <laughs> Mario on the last level is always a lava level in your game. So it's time now to play that level. I guess so. So they, uh, you know, Obi Wan, Obi Wan and old Anakin, they have a sword fight for a long time. I've got the upper. What is Cassia? I, I I've got I the higher high ground. ground. I got the high you ground. can't win. I've got the higher ground. Like yeah. that means a damn thing. <laughs> okay. They wanted to have the Stevie Winwood song come in there. No, it's higher love. Sorry, forget it. <laughs> I've got the higher love, Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Obi wins and uh, cuts off bits and then leaves Anakin to catch on fire near near the lava pit because Obi-Wan's a good guy? What the hell is going on? Just kill him, you monster. You're watching him on fire. Like, do something. Does he just leave? Yeah, he just takes off. He's like, lets him, he's going to die of his fifth degree burns yeah. after seeing him just like on fire. And then, uh, yeah, the Emperor shows up and, uh, ooh, you know, Al- Palpatine. Uh, gathers him up, puts him in a nice big suit. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Padme gives birth to uh, you know uh, Luke and Leia, and uh, so, dies. It's so dumb. This is the worst part of the. This is even worse. Yeah, you you say it then. Well, just the, the abbreviated. I'm just thinking about the abbreviated time. Yeah. Between the birth of the them to when Luke is a kid, like he's 25 years old. Yeah. So in 25 years, like Obi Wan ages, you know. Okay, well, we gotta do a thing though. Where like, uh, oh, you know, okay, uh, where uh, where where we see Darth Vader for the first time, mm. and you know, tells him it's all your fault, and he goes no, and it's all those things. No, yeah, no, and your kids are dead, and everything's. There's bad. no way to read that line and make it good. Well, he's supposed to be doing uh, Luke. You know, it's like no, it's impossible. That's what he's supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be getting that. We're supposed mm. to be getting that. But here, here's a reflection of that. Here it is. Uh, big thing. No, doesn't work at all. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, Pad- Padme's dead, and they uh, and uh, Obi Wan takes one baby and uh, takes it to a lovely planet and uh, to be raised as a princess. <laughs> Takes the other baby to a dirt farm. It's like you're gonna be raised. It just feels like a weird experiment. <laughs> See how this turns out. Yeah. And uh, and and yeah. So that's how that goes. It's like oh, it ended like it began. And uh, there you are. But uh, yes, here's your, let's go with the whole thing about how bad uh, how badly Obi Wan ages <laughs> because they're going to be making a new uh, Obi Wan t- uh, TV series with Ewan McGregor. Who is not a million years now away from where Alec Guinness was? He's not there, mm. but he's aging much better than, than yeah. He's yeah. in his fifties, probably. And, and to be fair, there's a couple of things. One, he's living in a cave, so you're going to age bad. Two, there's two sons. You're not. There's two sons. There's That's two sons, the- but he's in a cave, so his skin is quite is, is not been affected by it as much. Right. My theory, of course, with Maz Eisley is this: where um, with the cantina, where he tells Luke. Uh, you'll never find a greater hive of scum and villainy than there. And then when you go into the actual bar, you go, it's got a, some guys playing soft jazz. Uh, <laughs> no one seems to be, there's any trouble. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing's wrong here. It's actually, it's pretty nice. It's yeah. a pretty nice place. And you go like, oh, I get it. Once upon a time, he used to go there when he was Ewan McGregor. 
And all the fellas there, because it's clearly a gay bar, uh, not a lady to be seen until B. Arthur shows up in the in the holiday special. There's, and there's, there's ladies. And B. Arthur bar. does not make your bar not a gay bar. So, in fact, more so. There's a lady. There's a lady. They have those Where? weird, those blue kind Is of. Is there a lady? Yeah, they have those. Is that, there a lady in the bar? Yeah, yeah. They have that, blue, you know, the ones with that blue kind of long horn yeah? that comes down? Yeah, there's a lady uh, in the bar. Okay, we'll see. So, I'll have <laughs> to take a look. You're remembering it from 1978. I am. I am. Seven. I saw it twice. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, but like back then, he used to be the handsome guy. And then he aged into Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's Who basically, bad looking? I believe I believe he's pulling an Alec Baldwin now, where Alec Baldwin now goes, man, the world's really changed. It's like, nope. You used to look like Alec Baldwin back then. <laughs> now you look like Alec Baldwin now. Yeah. People are treating you differently because because you look differently. Yeah. And so that's the thing. So when uh when he goes to the bar and one guy's like lipping off to Luke, he immediately cuts his arm off. It's like, you're the only guy who's cutting arms off. <laughs> this guy was like maybe going to start a fight, yeah. but he wasn't pulling a gun. Like You don't know that. I didn't see him pull a gun. Did he pull a gun? You don't know he wasn't going to. Well then use your force bits or do this one. Uh walk away because we know <laughs> that he can do that. How about that? How about you make the drunk guy walk away instead of cutting his arm off? The only monster here is you. So, yeah, it ends with, you know, it ends with a motif in these films. But you also find out that, like, um, that uh, Ewan McGregor McGregor isn't going to be alone in the cave because Qui-Gon Jim's ghost is uh, Jim. Qui-Gon Jim's ghost is there. And so they're going to be hanging out and having ghost adventures. It's good. It's great. It's great. And so anyway, that's all over. And we're like, we're done then, right? We're all done. We're all, we're all done. done. We all we're all done. Everything's bad done. idea. We're all done. Oh, Force Awakens. Here we go. Okay. So oh. we're getting the Force Awakens. And this is, it's 10 years later because like uh, Revenge of the Sith was 2005. Force Awakens is 2015. Okay. J.J. Abrams so is now- directing. George Lucas got mad at all those Star Wars fans for making fun of his movies. So yeah. he sold the company. Yeah. To Disney. And now he's like on his pile of money like a like a dragon. Um and <laughs> I think Lawrence he sold ILM as Laura, well. Lawrence Kasdan is back. He's uh, writing it with JJ Abrams and mm-hmm. uh Michael Am Arndt? Oh, there's no vowels in there. Aside from the A at the start. The, the miss, he, this movie's missing the Lee bracket touch. Could be. Um now I watched I watched Force Awakens last night. Uh, just to kind of refresh my brain on this. Okay. And it's it's like a jamming together of the greatest hits of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like it's 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 well it's well acted. I like the new characters. Like I like the main new characters a lot. I mm-hmm. like Finn and I like Ray. Poe and uh, I like and I like Kylo Ren a lot. Yeah, Kylo Ren is the tortured, angsty. I think he's a good character, and yeah. I think and I like. And I like some of the extra powers that they show. I like when he freezes the 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 ray in the in in midair. He never does anything like that again. I know it's too bad. It's like no one has any imagination to me. To do. Yeah, that was the start. It was like, oh, there's some imagination to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen this before. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh no. We we're like, okay, well, if he can do that, just to be honest, like, why does he need a lightsaber? Like, you just <laughs> grab a ray from somebody, turn it, and like now. You're controlling. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much control he has over. It. I think it's more he has the ability to freeze it. I don't think he has the ability to control it. Like okay, to make to bend it to its will. He just he has the ability to. I think what they're setting up there the is this guy has stronger force powers than we've ever seen. That's right. That which sounds great, mm-hmm. but then we never see that for the rest of the movie. He never mm-hmm. does anything. Yeah, the equivalent of that. Yeah, he's just like uh, freaking out and slashing at things with his lightsaber, you know. But he's he's a villain who doesn't seem to be happy with being a villain. Yeah. Um. But yeah, again, we're back to 
you know, uh, we got we're on we got another Luke Skywalker here with uh, with Ray. Yeah, you know, she's uh, wanting things. Uh, she's uh, just she surviving this desert planet. That's right. Um, oh yeah, sorry, we're starting off much like we did with Star Wars uh, by seeing like uh, an evil Darth Vader type. Uh, comes in, uh, uh, a message is hidden in a droid. It's exactly like the first film. Oh, y'all get it. BB-8 goes off. Uh, Poe is captured. Poe is tortured, very, uh, Han tortured style. I think of similar, uh, kind of, kind of thing like later on. Uh, yeah, you established, uh, this, uh, this guy, um, Kylo Ren is a, is a bad, is a bad dude. He's not, uh, he's not good. <laughs> okay. Now we, now we go and we see Ray and Ray is, uh, we like her. She's a scavenger. She's poor. Yeah. And she's getting ripped off by a guy a- who's given her, uh, only a quarter portion for crying out loud. That's right. She's only, she's got a lot of spunk. And we also, by the way, back in, uh, in the previous thing, uh, a stormtrooper rebels. He just goes like, no, I don't want to kill anybody mm. and, uh, and hides and, and, uh, takes off his helmet. And like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Uh, and, uh, be, befriends, uh, does he befriend, uh, Poe there? Or where does he, where does he meet up with Poe? Oh, he meets up with Poe later on. Man, meets up with Poe later on. Sorry about that. So, uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, we, we see, we see Ray and, uh, you know, she gets the, uh, the, the map, uh, I guess. Is that, is that what happens? Does she get the map at that point? No. Okay, you tell me what happens. They see the map when they're on the they see the map when they're on the uh, Millennium Falcon. Oh, okay. No, that's much later. That that's that, way later. It's way later that uh, that that R two D two wakes up. She gets she gets BB eight. Yeah, BB eight runs up to her, and so and then she decides that she's going to protect him, but she doesn't really know what value he has. She just thinks that he is. Yeah, the Genkyar guy actually offers uh, a lot of portions for yeah, him. Yeah. And, uh, she says like, no. No. Now, here's the thing at that point. Like, I'm not sure if at that point the word has got out on BB 8 that, like, uh, cause, cause later on everyone's looking for this droid. Yes. So probably the guy knows this is going on, but doesn't seem to be like chasing after her to no, get this No, I don't valuable. think he, I think he just sees that as a valuable thing. Like, we just, we learn that to her, you know, like BB 8 has more value to her than as, as possible That's dinner. Right. Like, she's, she's going to be BB 8's protector. Yeah. She does the right thing, mm-hmm. and that like changes mm-hmm. her life, which is that's good. We find we like her now because she's protecting BB-8, exactly. and he's a cuter R2D2. He's no baby Yoda, but he's pretty good. It's pretty, he's cute. pretty good. He's all we had back then, and also he was a practical uh, special effect. Yeah, so that's a lot of the special special effects in that film. That was practical. a good thing. Yeah, yeah and sure the uh, the jerk that we're talking about, who's not giving her the portions, uh, that was played by Simon Pegg. So, uh, good for him. And if you ever see him uh, coming out of costume, man, is he sweaty in that thing. Poor thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kylo, uh, Kylo Ren is torturing Poe. Uh, you know, we can read his mind, uh, finds out about, you know, BB-8 and the whole uh, thing. I guess then that gets the message afterwards to, uh, to everyone about BB-8. Um, but, uh, but Finn, uh, decides, uh, who looks like he's gonna be in trouble now because his boss, Phasma, shiny, uh, wants to check his blaster. Doesn't think he uh, murdered people. Yeah. Um, and uh, helps Poe escape. And yes. uh, not telling him that he's a stormtrooper, though. I don't no, think that's right. Yeah, that's he right. He doesn't. He. Yeah. I don't. Is that is that how it goes? Yeah, I think he pretends that he's like a a, a rebel member. Member the. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they they take off. They crash. They're crashing on the planet with uh, with with Ray. It looks like Poe's dead. Uh, at one point, uh, he gives him his coat. Gives Finn his coat. And so, uh, yeah, there, uh, that's, that's how we're going with that. And so, uh, they, uh, no, they I don't, I th- oh no, it maybe it does. Cause then, but then Finn finds it in the crash site. So he thinks it's, he thinks that, um, 
You know, Polish for a film dead. I saw yesterday, yeah, I seem to remember this less than the other ones. <laughs> I think I think it's it's because of this. I think it's because all the beats were just so familiar. Yeah. That it wasn't anything that I was like super paying attention to, even though I was like really paying attention to it. Yeah. And I think when we were watching it for the first time in the theater, it was like, are they going to blow this? Are they going to Phantom Menace me? And they didn't. <laughs> and so we were so grateful yeah. that it was all right. Anyway, long yeah. story short, uh, uh, Ray meets meets with Finn. He's yeah. lying about who he is, yeah. not telling her what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but then uh, bad guys are after BB-8. Stormtroopers arrive. They're, uh, they're, uh, he knows this. what stormtroopers are bad. They're running. They try to get into a ship. It blows up. They're like, well, we're going to get into that hunk of junk. And that hunk of junk is the Millennium Falcon. Get it? And everyone goes, wee! And we have a nice Millennium Falcon scene. And luckily, the Millennium Falcon does what the Millennium Falcon does, which is goes into places only the Millennium Falcon can. Yeah. And goes. there's always like a lot of nice thin things that it can go through. And then it goes sideways. And we, yeah. we love it when it goes sideways. Yeah, we love it when it goes sideways. That's right. So uh, off they go. Uh, but then, uh, who, who shows up on the ship? Millennium Falcon, uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca, yeah, are uh, are old pals. They come, they come, they show up on a different ship, but they kind of yeah, and but they board the, the Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, we're so happy to see them. It's all nice. We're like, oh, that's, that's great. great. Uh, but then someone's coming after Han, and now they got to team up, and and there's a thing on the thing, and they do a thing with a thing, well, and the- he tells them that the Force is real, and it's all real, and it's so real, it's all real, it's what a, really real. One of the most frustrating. Uh, parts of the film is when when the actors show up from uh the the raid redemption they show up as one of the it was one of the uh are we there yet when they yeah when that because apparently you know it's han solo so he's still pulling off scams and stuff like that he's regressed as a character yeah. instead of being like coming out of that the way he did in the original films he's gone back to it he's now he's back being like this uh you know kind of near-do-well conniving cheater character and he has cheated several different gangs out of something. Yep. Some sort of monster that's on the ship, I guess. And so these gangs show up. There's a Scottish gang. Yep. And then there's a... There's a Space Scotland. There's space been a Scotland. Space uh, England for a long time. Well, so. as as uh, Rick said on Rick and Morty this week, literally everything is in space. Yep. So it's okay. There's, there's Scottish people in space. There's Space Scots. But anyway, the Scottish people, there's a Scottish gang, and then there's this gang of people from wherever, wherever uh, the Raider... Is it Thailand? Is it... I can't remember the movies were made. But anyway, they they show up and you're like, oh boy, some martial arts is going to happen now. This is going to be crazy. Martial arts in space. And no, you don't see them again. Nope. Like, Do they just want to be in the movie? They're like, you know what? We'd love to be in the movie if we could have like a little cameo. And J.J. Abrams, much like he couldn't resist Simon Pegg's request, said, sure, we'll put you in a little scene at this one part of the movie. It'll be like a gang. And they're like, cool, that sounds great. Meanwhile, the audience is just like, oh. Yeah. So when you go like, uh, oh, it's Simon Pegg. Well, wait a second. He's in Star Trek. He shouldn't be in Star Wars. And there's also a guy who's like uh, discussing plans later who's also in Battlestar Galactic. And it's like, no, no, you get to be in one thing. You don't get to double down. He's poor actor. No, sir. strict. No, sir. I'm barely good with Samuel L. Jackson being in Star Wars and the Marvel movies. No, sir. (laughs) I am not having this. Um, So, yeah. Okay, so so why I'm kind of going well, yeah, it's because it is fine. Like, yeah, look, it's all fine, but but there's a few really good scenes, and then yeah, yeah, you have this scene which kind of bugs me. It bugs me, and it doesn't. I'm arguing against myself. <laughs> Han Solo <laughs> starts back. his arc in the in Star Wars by saying 
that, you know, uh, Jedi uh, religion is all hokum and a blaster is all you need. And, and then he, when he's on the Millennium Falcon, he's saying, I used to think that, but it's real. It's all real. Everything's real, which is, which is weird because it feels like you need a little bit of faith with the force. Like it feels weird to have someone just go, it's real. Here's how it works. It's totally real. I know it's real. It's proof. It's real. It's real. You know, it's like, no, no, that's not, then it takes it out of something yeah, to me. Yeah. You've got to have, you've got to have belief and come to it. Well, come to it I mean, that way. yeah, I mean, I guess if, I guess if he was on Twitter arguing against, uh, you know, anti-force Twitter people, they'd be like, well, it's real to you. That doesn't mean it's real. No, no, my son is a force master, and I've seen him levitate uh, a, a spaceship. Like, it's real. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Oh, by the way, okay. I recorded well, my droid offering... recorded it. Here's a video of it. Here it is. It's all real. Just so everyone knows, we've been offering a $100,000 reward to anyone who can prove they have force Excellent. powers. Excellent. Let's play and it no one has, Give me that. No one has claimed it yet. Here no one has are. been able to successfully claim it yet. So, you know, the offer is still standing, everyone. This is, yeah, this is, this is the thing that makes very little sense to me in the Star Wars universe. It's like, so you're Finn. Yeah. Um, and and you you know who Han Solo is. You're familiar with what's going on. You've been briefed as a stormtrooper <laughs> on who this, this asshole is. So, okay. Yeah. And he's saying to you sincerely... The force is real, and uh, and 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 your friend Ray has some force powers. Well, why? Like I understand why Han Solo would never go. I should look into this force stuff. Mm. But Finn, yeah, you got nothing else going on. You just like escaped from being a stormtrooper. Uh, you're trying to like you know get away and, uh, and and run away. Like his thing is trying to run away. But like, wouldn't you like want to know? Like, oh, is there a there's a force? Like, if you believe in it. I can lift things and I can push things and I can read minds and I can do this. Nah, not for me. Magic's real, huh? Nah, I'm good. Thanks. No reason. Why? Why wouldn't you learn it? By the way, Chewbacca, why don't you learn Force stuff? You know, if we're not going with the idea that it's midichlorians, which it looks like in this, in this, yeah, know, they, redo, they we're kind not. Of walk back on that one. How about Chewbacca? You know, may, you've been around for I don't know how many hundreds of years. You know, learn some force stuff. Might come in handy. That whole erasing the mind thing and pushing things. You know, what what, what are you doing? Why do you just like have one person and go like, yeah, nah, that's your thing. You do it. You do the <laughs> wizard stuff. Well, I think even though it's possible for all people, I think like most other things in life. You know, some people are better at things than others. And also, it requires the willpower to want to. And Finn do never it. gives it a shot. No. Like, if someone, if someone came up to you yeah. and said, like, hey, Dave, yeah. magic's real. Want me to show you? Lift, thing, put it down. <laughs> and I know you got other shit going on with your I life. You have a lot of shit going on. I know you got on. a lot of stuff going on. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. But you think, like, one day you just go, you know what? I think I might just. I just see if I can lift something with my mind. Yeah. Like, just no interest in it at all. In the force. Yeah. That is this thing that, by the way, the most powerful people in the universe who sure. are r- dramatically affecting your existence yeah. are using this power. Yeah. Um, maybe learn it. Maybe that's the, maybe that's a skill you want to pick up is the, is the sure. force. But you know what? There's also skills where you can like magically heal people in our world that you can like almost like magic. You can magically heal people. Okay. You know, like you can heal heal them of cancer. Yeah. You can work on their heart. Right. You can uh, work, you know, you can do delicate things in their brain. Sure. Stuff like that. But not all of us do that either. Right? But if you... These but, are, if, but if it came from you waving your hand and believing... It's not from that. We know that it takes more than that to be to have the force. Does it? Yes, because we saw Luke have to go to a planet and no. go through all kinds of rigorous No, training. here's what Luke had to do to use the force. Yeah. 
he re- he re- he put his hand out, yeah. and then his lightsaber flew into his hand because yeah. he believed in it. He reached out and it flew into his hand. That's he, what he did because he had a bit of training from 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 uh, Ben. What did he, what did Ben train him when? on the Millennium Falcon? Don't you remember all those sequences where he's like doing the thing with the the hat over his yeah. eyes and he's trying to yeah he was the ball zapping like him ten minutes like ten minutes of zapping in the face yeah yeah reach yeah. out with your brain but we know he's like an adept right that he has like uh, he has that extra bit of. Well, because we were going with genetics at that point, and it was like his father was a Jedi, and so you know you get a little of that. But then we're not doing that anymore with this. No, no, with, it's it hasn't walked that back. It's walked the midichlorian thing back, but not the fact that he's an adept. That they say he's one of the he has powerful in the Force or whatever. Yoda says that about Luke, right? Yeah, and then says, "Oh, there's one other." Yeah. They can still have people who are better than other people at things. Yeah, but no one... Okay. What, what but, is Star Wars universe? You, everyone's the same? No, but Finn has not even been interested in trying yeah. it. It's not his thing. He doesn't know. What's his thing? He just got out of like uh, being a nothing. Being a and janitor. now he's like, I, I want to be free. Oh, okay. By the way, there's a force that unites the universe and connects us all. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I got to go. Okay, moving on. But he has other things on his mind, doesn't he? What? Ray, trying to keep Ray safe. He's in love with Ray. Later on, when you find, if you find out that someone is like coming after you and they they got a magical power, yeah, and like a wizard's coming after you, sure. And by the way, you could learn some spells. Yeah, and you choose not to learn some spells. Yeah, I think you're a bit of a dope. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, all right. There we go. If you think it's that easy, I don't know. I all right, so they're looking for side. they're looking for Luke in all the wrong places. Okay, uh, and uh, you know <laughs> uh, they check out BB-8's map, but it's it's incomplete. Uh, Luke was uh, was trying to uh, rebuild the Jedi Order. Something went badly wrong. By the way, uh, we're also uh, learning learning uh, bad things about uh, about Han's uh, son. It's not uh, things seem 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 bad. Uh, they go to. Well, don't uh, we find out that his son is Kylo Ren? Or Kylo Ren? I mean, yeah, I think at that point that's that's okay. that's where you're doing that. Uh, so uh, they travel to a planet uh, Teco Tecodana. And meet uh, Maz. And there you got another uh, bar. And once again, uh, bands, they get a lot of work in the Star Wars universe. I'm glad, I'm glad about this. I'm glad to see that bands are still working. I don't know if they like stick to one planet or if there's a touring thing and they book them and they move <laughs> around and these guys will play Maz Eisley at some point. It could, it could very well be. Um, but uh, she offers assist. By the way, she's uh, attracted to Chewbacca. Oh really? Calls uh, calls him her boyfriend. Oh, uh, does not care for Han, or at least it, you know thinks he's a bit of a rogue. He's a rogue. Um, that has been established. Yeah, but she's not going to flirt with him because he's uh, you know he's in love with uh, Leia, and she doesn't want any of that mm-hmm. nonsense. But by the way, she's been around for was it like a three years? No, it's been like either hundreds or a thousand years. It's like oh, a, wow. it's way it's way long time. That was longer than my guess. Meanwhile, uh, Ray finds uh, a lightsaber in a vault mm. and touches it, and uh, kind of flashes back to uh, a whole bunch of stuff and gets a uh, you know psychedelic things, kind of your uh, cave in Empire Strikes Back sure. situation. Um, and uh, is told that this uh, lightsaber belonged to Luke and his father uh, before him. Hmm. Um, so uh, she runs to the woods, confused and terrified. And uh, Maz uh, follows her and gives, uh, oh, doesn't follow her, gives Finn the lightsaber for safekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Or just goes, this thing's cursed. Hey, Finn, huh? why don't you take this die? And off, the, off they go. So uh, did you like seeing uh, that planet get blown up in uh, Star Wars? Because we're going to do that again now. 
But we're going to blow up a whole planetary system with the new Starkiller base. That's uh, I think that's that'd a- be bad for their tax base. If you have like a if you have like an imperial order, you do need to have like money flowing in, like Rome, right? Like Rome, you know, like you got the Pax Romana, yeah. but you also had to pay for the Pax. You had the Tax Romana as well. Everyone, am I right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what money is in this world. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. You know, you go to you go to Tatooine, and water is valuable, but there's sure. a whole planet of water you could go to mm. um it seems like you can go there pretty fast with a light ship like pretty fast like yeah. i don't know if that's an issue yeah it i don't know how, i don't know how those things work anyway uh first order uh, uh is told that bb8 is it gets bb8 gets ratted out by some of the people in the bar huh. and uh, first order attacks um uh the 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 world there and blam 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 uh you get like a nice fight with finn and uh, one of uh, his old star uh, whatever stormtrooper buddies who calls him a traitor, and uh, they have a they have a fight. He's not very good with his lightsaber. Um, and but we see that uh, Poe survived the crash, so hooray, Poe Poe's around. That's, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, and uh, Leia arrives uh, with C three PO, and uh, we have a nice scene with her and Han. They do a nice job together. They got it's it's good seeing them. Mm-hmm. We want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with these movies. Is like, do you want to see the characters that you want to see, or yeah. do you want to see the new characters replacing the characters that you like? Because if they're the characters replacing the characters that you like, we're going to now see the characters you want to see die. Is that what you want to see? Is that what you want to see? New Ghostbusters movie? Is that what you want to see? Because that's what's going to happen if you're going to do these replacement movies. So there you go. So they have a nice little scene there. Anyway. You do have to pass the torch eventually. If you keep going. Or you just like go to other characters in this universe and don't. That would be better. Don't keep going back and go like, do you want to see how they died? Nope. Yeah. Not at all. I don't really want to see that at all. I like to just imagine them having adventures forever. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, Kylo, uh, captures Ray, takes her to Starkiller base, but she can resist his mind reading. She's got, uh, she's strong with the force as well. Yeah. And she tricks, uh, uh, a guard with her Jedi mind tricks. And that guard is played by Michael Fassbender. Nope. Um, I know who it is. It's uh, Daniel Craig. That's correct. I just got mixed up. Sorry. That's fine. So um, I thought it was at first. I forgot. At first, I was thinking. At first, I knew it was James Bond, but I was thinking it was a person who should be James Bond. I was always confused. Oh, you want Michael Fassbender? They could be really good. At Fassbender. Fassbender would be very good. At okay, we're getting through this. We're getting through this, people. A couple of years ago, I think. Uh, I think everyone's getting a little long in the tooth. We're in the resistance base. Uh, BB-8 finds R2-D2. He's been inactive. What's going on? By the way, have you heard the theory about R2-D2 and the crawls at the beginning of these uh, things? The idea is that R2-D2 is the one who's telling this story in the end. So if it's a movie that has R2-D2 in it, there's a crawl. And if there isn't, then there's no cr- if there's no R2-D2, there's no crawl. And uh, I, I buy that, actually, because there's no crawl in um, uh, Solo. And there's no crawl in, in Rogue One. Huh. My, my fanfic on R2-D2 is that uh, R2-D2 should become a damn Jedi by the end of this. Because he started off a slave. And, you know, it was just like the, the littlest guy that no one suspected. And then he basically saved the universe multiple times mm-hmm. without any real credit. <laughs> so I would, uh, I would like to see that myself. Uh, though it could also be C-3PO writing the, uh, writing, writing the scroll, because it's in gold and he's gold. Anyway, okay. So, uh, R2-D2 has been inactive. Uh, Starkiller base is about to fire, uh, but the resistance, uh, is gonna, uh, destroy it, uh, by attacking the main, uh, uh, facility. 
So, uh, using the Falcon, we got Han, Chewbacca, Finn. They are going to infiltrate it. They're going to find Rey yeah. and plant explosives. But then, oh, there's Rey. They see Rey. There she is, <laughs> which is actually a nice, nice little scene. <laughs> yes. And then we have the confrontation. I really, I really like Rey. I think she's a really good character. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. Uh, but she's also... Um, I don't want to say blank enough, but they leave enough space in her that you can project yourself into her. Mm. So I think she's a good hero for you know kids to go like, oh yeah, I could be, I could be Ray. Mm. Uh, she's looking for her her parents. By the way, she's she was abandoned as a as a kid. She's got kind of a tragic story uh, that way, but it's not too much to her beyond that, which is good. Like leave it leave it open. Don't give me all of her life. Um, and so uh, we have a confrontation between Kylo Ren and uh, and Han Solo on uh, walkway, which uh, reflects kind of back to uh, the confrontation between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. The "I am your father." We have a similar thing with yeah. with Han convincing him, "I am your I'm I'm your father. You're my son." Uh, uh, Kylo says he's conflicted and he needs he's in pain and han wants to help him and it's and uh and thanks him for that uh, after killing him <laughs> and say you have help you have helped me but it looks like it's very hard for him to do to yeah, do this yeah. he's got to make yeah. this choice because he was talking earlier with snoke who's this giant bald monster uh, who's saying you got to make a choice you know you got to make you got to confront this part of yourself and so he confronts it he uh he lightsabers han through the chest and he falls and uh, Chewbacca is all sad and uh, and uh, shoots him. Yes. Which someone did a cartoon uh, a while back about this, which showed how hard this was for Chewbacca because Chewbacca would have grown up with this kid. Yeah. He would have been friends with him when he was a little baby and yeah, growing yeah. up. He would have been friend. He would have been pals. Yeah. And now he has to like you know this this great tragedy of uh, of uh, of having to shoot him. Um, so, uh, while, uh, all, all this is going on, like after, uh, you know, they're, they're planting explosives everywhere, uh, Kylo pursues Finn and Rey into the woods. Uh, Finn fights Kylo. We look like it's going to be a big, big battle. He's not very good at this yeah. lightsaber stuff, which, yeah. you know, listen, man, you, you don't, you don't know how to use a lightsaber. No. Kylo's he's, been training. He's no Jedi. Yeah, he's, it, Kylo's got the force. He mm-hmm. burns Finn. Uh, it's all looking bad. Uh, but, uh, but then, hey, what happens? Uh, Ray takes the, the lightsaber when it's dropped and, uh, Kyle's trying to get it, but nope, she's got it. Great scene. And they have a fight. Yes. Oh boy. Oh man. Here we go. <laughs> Cause you know. But okay. once again, to counter people's arguments in this, in the sequence, <laughs> she, she's not a great fighter either. She's just like basically doing, doing a loop, just smashing her lightsaber at, Kylo, who well, is injured, so he can't do as much as he that's wants true. to either. Uh, but they are both tapping into the same side of the force, it feels like, hmm. which is the anger. She's she's furious. He's angry. They're fighting. And it's when she turns from that and like kind of gets inner peace that uh, that she that she can defeat him, mm. or at least it seems that way, yeah. until the ground splits open between them. Yeah. Oh, dramatically. <laughs> uh, uh, there, and uh, and they get away, and they escape on the on the Falcon. Yes. And uh, and he escapes as well, and the Starkiller base blows up, because yep. there you go. That's what they do. That's what they do, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's almost... And they have the ads for them on television. There's a little, there's a little voice that goes... Warning, this may blow up. We have no responsibility for waste going up, you know, just sort of those really facile <laughs> disclaimers, you know, that, you know, in the middle of it, you know. Side effects may include. Yeah, if it wasn't for, up. if it wasn't for, I mean, obviously it is a sequel, but it feels like it's also a reboot. Like we're doing 
the all the greatest hits that you liked from the first movie. Yeah. And here we go. Uh, so there you are. So uh, it it blows up. Um, uh, Kylo Ren is uh, is injured. Um, Ray goes to. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, we then uh, see R two D two wakes up. Uh, and uh, BB-8 brings the final piece of the puzzle. They put it all together. They have a map now to Luke. Okay. And uh, and it's now Ray's going to go with Chewbacca to Luke. By the way, um, Ray kind of found a father figure in Han. That was another thing. It was like they bonded, and uh, they actually directly say that. That's something Kylo says. Oh, you think you found a, fa- a father figure? Well, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a bit on the nose, Kylo. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, they just met each other, I don't know, like for, geez, I don't know, 15 minutes? I don't know how long. That's a lot to put on their relationship. Yeah. But okay, she's now taken over the Millennium Falcon, and we feel okay about that. And Chewie is still the co-pilot. Feels like he should be the pilot. Seems to have earned that over time. <laughs> she be the co-pilot. But okay, no. fair enough. Wookiees. He knows his place. Yeah, there's, it's weird. Um, <laughs> so they arrive on yeah. this, uh, this uh, island on another world and uh, climb up a hill. And uh, who's there? Luke Skywalker. You've been waiting. You've waited how long? How long have you waited for Luke Skywalker? You've waited 30 years, something like that, to see Luke okay. Skywalker? There he is. Yep. And she reaches out with a lightsaber. End yeah. of movie. Yeah. And the audience goes, what? And, uh, and there you are. That's, the, uh, that's that one. And, and people turn to each other and go, that was fine, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, right? You see another one of those? Yeah, I'd see another one of those. Okay, all right, fair enough. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, while this is all going on, another movie comes out called uh, Clone Wars, the movie, and it's an animated one, and I go to see it, and I'm only bringing this up because they have a Tennessee Williams Jabba the Hutt character who uh, <laughs> almost makes it worthwhile. <laughs> well, I never, I swear, it's just that kind of Jabba the Hutt. It's, it's, it's really something. Uh, um, I thought there already was a Clone Wars show. There was a Clone Wars, two Clone Wars TV shows. Okay. But there was a Clone Wars movie as well oh, that was I see. animated. Okay. I've not there seen was that. a There was a 2D uh, and a 3D Clone Wars mm. uh, TV shows. Other TV shows they had, it was the Droid Show. There was an Ewoks uh, series of movies. There's many hmm. other things. We briefly get into those at the end. So, no, I've, I've never seen any of them. That's okay. I, I have, so it's, uh, it's all right. <laughs> okay. Now, the last one that we're going to talk about movie-wise is yep. the, last, the Last Jedi. Um, which is uh, directed and uh, written by, uh, is it Ryan? Ryan. Ryan? Well, then spell it that way. Tell his parents. Ryan Johnson. Yep. With characters created by George Lucas. So we're going to start off, boom, we're on, we're exactly where we ended. That's what I like to see in a sequel. We're right there after, of course, a scrawl. We got a nice scroll, scrawl. Uh, and, uh, you're calling it a scroll, but scroll, scroll, uh, scroll. it's a scroll. It's a scroll from Captain. And you got Marvel. me mixed up. You started talking about scrolls, and I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Connected. Oh, you didn't know these were all scrolls. Scrolls. That's why they're acting a little differently. They're scrolls. So Luke Skywalker, uh, she's reaching out with the lightsaber. I suppose she's gotten closer because she was farther away. Is that how the movie opens with, with yeah. that? Not with the bombing sequence? Really? Oh, wait. Maybe you're right. Oh, I apologize. Am I, am I wrong? Let's see. Let's see. All right. You tell me what you think it uh, it is. Oh, you're absolutely right. I apologize. It starts with the bombing sequence. It starts with, like, with the weakest. You're right. The weakest part of the film at the beginning. You're of the right. Film, it's a bombing sequence. That's right. Absolutely. I it's really... a big space battle. Poe's there. He's being cocky. Yeah. He's leading people into a fight. Uh, there's a nice a nice lady. I really uh, didn't like who's... the. I didn't really like the. I really didn't like the phone call to uh, Hux. Hux. Whatever his name is. 
Oh, uh, the, the the yeah, I, Irish villain, yeah, uh, fella, Domino, uh, where he's uh, Domino, uh, he's uh, pretending to uh, uh, like. Uh, can I speak to? Yeah, Hux? Just, can I speak uh, to? Holding for Hux. Blah. That did reflect blah. back on the Han Solo uh, yeah. in Star Wars. You know, uh, uh, making small talk on the intercom. Though, though, yeah, in the previous the film, way. you had Poe uh, when he's in the confrontation with Kylo Ren off the top. And they're staring at each other, Poe going, so who talks first? Do you talk first? Do I talk first? It's been, I, I don't know how this works. So that's that's kind of a character thing for him. He's the kind of guy who'll do a Marvel movie didn't, type didn't remark. Like it. it does feel more like a Marvel movie Didn't like thing. it. This is the movie where characters will step back a second and just go, what? Or that's strange. Or that makes no sense. Or why would I do that? No. Huh? You're <laughs> That's dumb. No. Uh, which I think is one of the reasons that it uh, annoyed certain fans. Were like, take it serious, take it seriously. <laughs> so well, it certainly didn't answer all every what everyone wished for. I answer the questions, which, but you know what? Be careful what you wish for. Mm. So uh, yeah, Princess Leia is kind of leading this uh, this uh, battle uh, remotely, and uh, Poe. Is uh, is you know uh, is is leading it on like uh, in space yeah uh, and a lot of people are uh, dying uh, the, he is uh, oh yeah a lot of deaths um, and uh, it comes down to uh, a lot of rebel deaths a bombing a uh, bunch of bombs uh, we got to have them fall everything's jammed up someone's got to take care of this and got to hit the button for the bomb so but it, uh, it's stuck and uh, it's nice I, I forget her name but she's a nice lady who's Rose's sister. Uh, we'll meet Rose later. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it looks like she's, she's, she's using the force to, uh, to move, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the remote, but she's also kicking, uh, thing. Uh, eventually it falls. Looks like it's fallen past her. Wrong. She grabs it and hits the thing and sacrifices herself. Yeah. Uh, very noble. Uh, people go, is there gravity in space? Why are those bo- those bombs falling? And like, that's your biggest problem with Star Wars space? They that there's gravity? Uh, that's your biggest problem with it. Apparently they have um, they have magnets that attract them to metal. That so. would also be fine. Also, there's sound in space. There's a lot of things that happen in Star Wars space yeah. that are not. Yeah. Space. It would be really kind of boring to watch a movie space, with space. no sound, but okay. That's right. Um, yeah, the, the, that sequence is great. Just that shot of her face, like half into the camera as you see the... All the explosions happening above her as the ship is starting to disintegrate. That's just a, yeah. a marvelous shot. Just an absolutely fantastic yeah. shot. Good good opening. Uh, the uh, the remaining resistance escape into hyperspace, but the First Order uh, is using a device to track them. Uh, Kylo Ren uh, has has them in his sights, but he can sense that Leia's on the ship and uh, does not uh, does not fire on on them. Um, yeah. So so there we go with that. Is this the one where does Leia get blown into space at this not, point? Not yet. Okay. That's later on. All right. Very good. Different attack. Uh, all right. Uh does uh does he is this where they have the conversation with her and him where she's uh, upset that he has led so many people to their deaths? Uh you know, okay, unlike all the other Star Wars films, well yeah. except for the prequels, which I've only seen once, uh yeah. I've only seen this film once. I'd like to watch it again. I was I was hoping to watch it again soonish because before I see the uh before I okay, well, I'm just going here with uh, with Wikipedia then. Yeah, just, or just like yes, at uh, at some point. Well, we don't really need Leia to go through is... every every part of the film. Okay, we fair can enough. Just our general. All right, our general thing on it. Uh, Leia is like blown into space at one point. It looks like she is. Uh, yeah, she that's is... a wonderful scene. I love that scene. And a lot of people dislike that scene. I don't know why. 
like I like don't they like like a cathartic moment in a movie where it's like you're like you are so sad and so saddened by this like you don't want to see Leia die you love Leia like she's she's great and right so then when she opens her eyes and is able to use the force to pull herself back into the ship like should she be like celebrating not going oh, well what kind of stupid thing is this she looked like Mary Poppins or whatever people are saying like like who cares like it's a great sequence like it's someone you think is dead is is alive is able to re- return to to safety like that's fantastic yeah like what a moment like you know when you have a movie and by the way the force is magic i was just so, gonna say when you have a movie that has magic at its core when you have a magical moment happen why are you complaining like what do you want from these movies like ryan johnson's movie he does subvert expectations i guess but didn't subvert my expectations because i do not care about star wars theory like i don't care about who Ray's parents might be. Yeah, all right. Let's get into generalization kind of there. When they when they cover the Ray's parents thing, um, they uh, the the idea behind it is no, your parents were just no one special. Yeah, they just sold you for it, uh, for drinking money. Sure. And by the way, when you see like her memory in the previous one though of like them flying away in a nice fancy ship, I'm like, well, I hope they didn't drink and drive with that spaceship. But okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. They sold they sold her for you know, and they're now in a pauper's grave. It's like. Yeah, that's a, a nice idea that like anyone can have the force. Sure, you know because because I it is weird because they have that you're strong with the force. Yeah. you're just born strong with the force, but anyone can have the force. Yeah, well, pick a lane, man. Like, are both true? Well, no, but both are true. Anyone can have the force. It doesn't go. It but doesn't you're fall. born strong with it. But you're born strong with it. Like anyone can, anyone can play football. But some people are born to play football. Like some people are born with the. The, you know that that ability to have you know the vision the 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 football sense to be able to be a great so player. in this whole universe yeah because they used to have like lots of kids who had jedi abilities like in this whole universe are there people that are right now making things float that and 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 no well, one's got doing, an explanation yeah, for it. Yeah, they're doing simple things they're not doing complicated they're, things. they're influencing people's minds no they're, no they can't do that that's too complicated all right. Well, you're just making that up. I mean, no, no. I'm just saying. I just don't think that that's what, that's a level. I don't think it's that invasive that people are like doing like complicated things. I think people can do small things. Like maybe they can make, you know, like your friend can make like a a rock move from this to there. All right. And that's pretty impressive, right? If you had a friend who could move a rock along the yeah, ground, you'd be pretty impressed. That's, that's cool. Like I don't think that they have the ability to to do like really complicated force things. You know, but so they can someone like, who just like, all right, say there was someone along the lines of like a Han Solo okay. who just goes like, all right, I know my son has force abilities. Yeah. My wife has force abilities. Sure. Um, I know the force exists. Yeah. Could he, if he chooses to, um, you know, link with the force and start moving stuff with his mind? Could he do that? Yeah. Poss- conceivably. Yeah. Conceivably. Anyone could do that. Yeah. It just, feel, it just feels strange then. That more people don't like. I know people have stuff to do, yeah. but in a world where magic is real, you'd think like they're like when you go to the Harry Potter world. There's a lot of wizards. Like if there was just like maybe two wizards, yeah. you know, and everyone was talking about you know you're strong with the magic for you think no, they, you can learn stuff. You can magic yeah. it, magic it up. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, I mean, like I like the idea that anyone can be it. That's a better message to 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 as a movie it makes everything better yeah. to have that than you're chosen. Well that's it. I mean the movie but, ends with that little boy doing a doing using the force at the end of the film, right? Well, so trying to. I don't think he does he move anything. Yeah, he moves the thing, right? Like he 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 shows Oh, okay. He shows force ability. Fair enough. And so it the yeah. movie is like is you know, it's it's 
democratizing the force. And what's also good about this movie is that it doesn't really shy away from the prequel garbage. You know, it has Luke condemn that stuff in yeah. in the film as saying like the Jedi were were garbage. Like, you know, they didn't solve anything. They just created this this elite club that had you know all it did was just cause division and and create the light and the dark side, et cetera, et cetera. You know. Yeah. Like I w- I wonder if in a way it'd be really nice in a way if this movie could could call back to Yoda's thing when when he and he and Obi Wan are talking and he says no there is another could that other be Ray you know could he be seeing seeing into the future and saying no there is another who will come you know who will unite the, who will unite the, the dark and the light well this is also the weird thing with with that that would be we'll, kind of exciting we'll bring back. I don't want to get into Star Wars theories though because then everyone gets mad yeah when they yeah don't turn but out to be. it's like when they ever talk about like this is the one who will bring balance to the Force mm-hmm. like okay. Well, you do you want balance to the force? Like, do you want an equal amount of dark side going on right now? Is that what you want, Jedi's? Like, are you encouraging that? Because it does. It seems like as Jedi's, you would want more light side. You would want that. But you, mm. you there's all this talk of balance. But it's kind of. But it doesn't feel like they want balance in any way. But it's kind of like Slytherin existing within Hogwarts, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that Slytherin is kind of like the dark side of magic. But it's like a recognition that that is a part of human nature. But then people, yeah, people who are on the dark side, you know, like you know, uh, what's it, what's his name, Sna- Snape, yeah, uh, can do good, can do good as well, exactly. Yeah. So just because you're Slytherin doesn't mean you're, bad. but if you're with the dark side, yeah, then you're wahaha evil, shooting lightning out of your hands, and and you know you're. Yeah, but that's why you need that. Be, that's because it's so divided, you know. So, yeah, this is the problem you have in. You have in, uh, you know, the prequels, the Jedi Council are sitting around and they're assholes. So it's like, <laughs> what's happening over on the dark side? Yeah. Is there anyone on the dark side who's like someone going, I don't know, but we should like feed people too, right? Like there's some hungry people here. Or, so, or one of them going, maybe we should free the slaves. I know we don't want to get involved in politics, but there's slaves out there. We should free them. Like use our powers. Because at least then they'd be part of the dark side. They'd probably join us. But we could free them. Do yeah. something like that. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, you know, someone, someone on the other well, side, but they, they don't. They could be saying that, or they could be saying, "Let's free the slaves so they can be our slaves." That's fine. Yeah, you could, you could do that too. Or, but if they turn to us and they choose to be with us, that'll be even stronger than yeah. if we yeah. in, imprison them. Um, yeah, they, it, it's. I'm sure they're going to answer this in the in the new film. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> they're going to say something about the force in the new film, but I like where they were going with this. Luke, Luke, uh, when offered the lightsaber, throws it over his shoulder. Yeah, he doesn't want any part of this. Yeah. Uh, once again, the hero denies the, what what they're what they're yeah. going to do. We're back to that, mm-hmm. um, and and she and she's like, no, she's doing the old kung fu thing, which is uh, you know, no, you can't come in to our temple. Okay, I'm going to wait outside, and I'm just going to keep waiting outside, and yeah. I'm going to keep practicing outside. Fine, come into the temple. We're going <laughs> to do this. They're playing all those beats. It's uh, it's all it's all good and all good. Sure, you know that yeah. works. But I mean, then... Luke's, Luke's jokey, more jokey than he was in the past. But like Mark Hamill is that, so it feels right. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I was going to say this. The movie plays that out, but it also does it with a kind of light heart, where you have you know things where like her, you know, constantly bothering those little creatures that are kind of there as his helpers on yeah. this island, you know, and when she accidentally cuts a rock in half and it comes <laughs> crashing down and knocks her cart down and. These are things that other people are also very angry about. They're angry about like the porgs, which I thought were a brilliant invention because the reason you know the reason porgs were invented for the film there was puffins on the yeah, there was puffins on the island, so they needed to hide the puffins because they couldn't 
puffins are an endangered species, so you can't, well, not endangered, but they are on the verge of being an endangered species. So you can't mess with the puffins, leave the puffins alone. So yeah. let's create porgs and cover up the puffins. It's brilliant. The sequence. And also, they're a cute thing that you can then market and sell later on. The sequence where she has to follow him around the island and he does all these weird things is he's doing it to try to get rid of her. Like, people are like, why would he drink that with stuff and then look at her? Because he doesn't like her. He wants her to leave. Why, do, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Have, you ever, have you ever been in a job that you, and someone was, like, trailing around on the job and you didn't want them to trail around on the job? Did you do all the easiest things in the day? No, you did all the shitty jobs while they were there so that it looked like a hard job and you could get rid of that person. That's what you wanted. So you're not going to be, like, going around doing easy stuff. No, you're going to do this weird fishing thing that looks like it's a that you die every day that if you did that. And then you're going to go drink out of these unappealing creatures and stare at you while you do it. <laughs> you know, like, it's a way to try and alienate her and get rid of her. Like, I, there's so many, like, dumb complaints about this film that I just, I just don't understand. feels like most of the people who complained about this movie were people that don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, I wonder how they're getting through the Marvel movies. <laughs> well, they're not. Yeah, These I are guess, Star Wars people. I guess. I guess they're, and their Star Wars fan fandom has taken has become so strong that rather than being like a, th- a source of joy, it's a source of pain for them. Yeah, because you know, it's a job now. I mean, there is know? a corny thing. <laughs> Again, this is this sounds like I'm doing a corny joke, but uh, I kind of believe it as well. Um, there's two things. One, uh, I don't know there's if this the, is a place for a corny joke. There's the Jedi texts yeah. that are in this uh, sacred tree. Yeah. Uh, that Yoda shows, but it's great seeing Yoda as a puppet again. Yeah, and it's yeah. great seeing him just razzing, uh, Luke and this, like their relationship is, 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 is nice. That's yeah. just, a, that's a real treat. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, these are the sacred texts. Yeah. It's like, oh, so these are the sacred texts, which are all the Star Wars information to me that you know, like this is all the details. It's all the past stuff. This is everything that we've made up about Star Wars. Well, let's blow it up. Like what? Because <laughs> they were real page turners, huh? Yeah. Did you finish them? Did you did you read them all? Yeah, no, yeah. but they're important. We should get to them. Nope, nope. We're gonna burn them all. Burn them all. Now, to be fair, you see them later on. Yeah, they are say, still it's... there. But Have yeah, you, cake and you know, cake? even Luke, who is like the jet, the one Jedi, he hasn't read them all. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's not that. And then later on, uh, there's a giant cannon that's there that's gonna that's gonna fire, and they blow it up. And to me, it was like, oh, so that's the end of everything that's canon. It's everything's canon. Oh, it's got to okay. be canon. No, we just blew up the canon. Like, it's forget it. Mm. We're, we're moving on from there. Here we go. That's I mean, possible. a lot of people say that Rose is uh, Mary Sue, which is kind of a sexist thing Well, they said the same thing, thing about Ray, by the way. Sure. That's the thing they say often about, yeah. especially women in, in yeah. things like this. Girls can't do that. But she had the angle of... Uh, you know, she 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 was coming at this from love of her sister. She saw her sister sacrifice herself yeah. in war, uh, and she's seeing uh, someone that she cares about, Finn, who wants to sacrifice himself in war. She couldn't save her sister. She can save Finn. She saves Finn. But I know a lot of people that got upset that she stopped Finn from like you know sacrificing himself. Yeah, so and it's like no, that's exactly what she would do. Someone else that she loves now yeah. is uh, was going to do this, and she she had the chance to to save him. And then it is a little bit on the nose, but going, we're not going to win by like blowing each other's shit up because they've blown up now three fucking Death Stars. <laughs> if blowing up stuff worked, then we wouldn't be on the third round of evil fuckers. So we've got to do something else. And, sh- and she's right. Yeah. And uh, and I think that also bothered people. They were like, no, no, no. That's not that's not right at all. She, uh, boo! Uh. Yeah. yeah the she one took thing- away Finn's hero moment. 
No, he's got room for more hero. Yeah, moments. he's got lots of room for more hero movement. We still have to have Phasma come back again for for the finale. Yeah, you all like Phasma, right? Your favorite? It'd be nice if we could see her. Look, the one thing, the one thing I'm going to agree with. I did not care for the casino scene. No, I didn't like that. It was all just too CGI and yeah. too bizarre and yeah. too whatever. I like the concept that in this world of Star Wars, yeah. someone's profiting off these wars. Yeah, and these are those sons of bitches mm-hmm. that are profiting off the wars. And yeah. like, that's a fair point. Let's let's deal with that. But instead, they're all just cartoony gremlins and stuff. <laughs> going, <laughs> it's like no, like actually. Go after these people. This yeah, is your right to do so. It's serious, but yeah. they're all just like you know gambling, and it's just a crazy version of Vegas. And then there's space horses, and it's just uh, it just doesn't work. No. You see people riding a fake horse, and like it's eh. not a it's not a horse. It's, it's hard. They have a hard enough time getting actors to ride real horses, let alone fake horses. Yeah. So and boo boo to that. Though I, it is good because it sets up the kids who are slaves. Yeah. Who it looks like they're getting the kids who are slaves to rebel, which as I I've said, and I, I did like uh, I did like. The Benicio del Toro part of it, where they meet this character, lovable rogue, lovable rogue. That's right. The play on Han Solo. Now it tr- tr- plays on our expectations of what he'll do. And I know people have complained that Ryan Johnson's whole thing of this in this movie was to like s- flip our expectations. But isn't that what you wanted? Like, isn't our complaint about The Force Awakens that it was a little too similar to the other Star Wars movies? That it had a Death Star in it. That it had so many of the original characters in the film. That it just didn't. It you know it was on a Tatooine like planet. There's all these repetitions of things that we've already seen. They go to a bar. They this all so much stuff. That we have a movie where it it uh, it develop you know it further develops the characters. Yeah. It further develops the idea of what the Force is. It further develops uh, the, uh, you know, and for instance, like Kylo Ren, like, okay, this is a common complaint, one that our, a friend of ours has made, which was, well, what about Snoke? Snoke? Like, who is he? What does his character mean? It doesn't matter. Because his character, his character, if you keep that character going, you create a limiting character for Kylo Ren. Like Kylo Ren has to become the Darth Vader this, of this yeah. film. He has to be, he has to be the he main, has to rise, yeah. he has to be the character who's, Whose arc either goes one way or the other. We have, you know, his his character is going to go into the next film. The same way Ray's character is going to go into the next film. And they're going to face a crossroads. And their characters have to make choices. And they're going to make difficult choices in the next movie. That's the ideal next film. And if She's got to be the dark side. She's got to be the light yeah, side. Yeah, and if you have Snoke there, then he just acts as some sort of weird... You know, what, what is he then? Like, he just holds Kylo back. He's the one who's insulting Kylo and de- de- belittling his character, belittling who he is. And we've seen this before. We've seen the guy sitting on a throne going, you must do this. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I like that he tricked him. Yeah. Like, that's a legitimate thing of, like, you're going to strike at your your enemy. You're going to, I mean, it got a little corny with uh, your true enemy or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's rotating the thing while he's doing the parallels. Oh, my he's, gosh. It was great. Yeah, it was really. It was just it, a great moment because you didn't expect it. If anyone out there tells me that's what they expected in that moment of the movie. Then there are liars. And that's what, you know, and I've heard people complain that the fight sequence You didn't kinda... think he was going to kill Snoke? No. Oh, I did. Sorry. Oh, did I, okay. And I'm not a liar. I promise you. I okay. did think, yeah. Oh, no. I just, yeah. I mean, no, but when I saw the, the lightsaber returning, yes, I, I thought I thought so. But I mean, when it happened, like, you're just like, what? The, the way, you know, oh, okay. his body falling in half onto the. Yeah, the body falling in half was great. Yeah. You're just like. He... Like, I wonder if he's dead. Oh, no, he's dead. You got to see. Yeah, he's, yeah. He could not be more dead. Yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah, no. And no. then a nice fight sequence, yeah, great. you know, uh, a, that people have okay done over and sequence. over and over and over again to different music, and it always works with whatever music playing. It's an okay fight sequence. It's kind of silly because there's a lot of like 
uh, stunt people waiting for their turn to, to jump <laughs> into the fray, which is unfortunate. It could have been a little better uh, choreographed, but you know, whatever. It's still, it's, you know, those kind of complaints are only if you've seen it again. When you, when you watch the movie, that scene, like the death of Snoke is so shocking that that sequence is just so great because you see Kylo and Ray working together in a way that you're like, well, here's the force balancing. Here's people working to, yeah. to good that you have someone who is aggressive and angry and can't control himself with someone who can find some sort of balance in, in moments like this and is able to use, you know, and, and they're working together. And hello, force balancing? Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. Let's go on to the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, and people, I know people are like, well, what's the deal with Snoke? Like, how to get that scar? What's the deal? What's his origin? What's mm-hmm. this? It's like, yeah. he, no, he's just an evil guy who's like yeah. ruling stuff. You've seen these guys before. Yeah. There'll be another guy after him. <laughs> yeah, right. This is just these guys. Yeah. And it's like, this is, yeah, and exactly. A movie should uh, give you a twist, give there's, you an angle and move things along. There's not a single person during the original trilogy who went, where did the Empire come from? Where did the Emperor come from? Yeah. Like, what's In fact, when Ma- Maz, Maz's thing where she's talking about, you know, I've seen this all before. I saw the Sith. I saw whatever the Empire, I've seen uh, whatever the First Order. It's all the same. It's all coming over and over and over again. Something's got to break this uh, pattern. And that's why I like, you know, what Rose is talking about. And I like those two, you know, uh, being together. Mm -hmm. The, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it, it works. uh, It worked for me. What about the uh, Admiral Holdo? That's another part of the film that gets people really angry. Laura Dern? Laura Dern's character. No, I liked her because because uh, Poe is doing the the mansplaining shit to her and just telling her. So you got to do this and like, oh yeah, that's what I got to do, huh? Okay, that's great. And you are you're the guy who got all those people killed. All right, that's great. You go stand over there. So you know, that's good. And it looks like they're I setting. Really got to watch that movie again. I know it's. It looks like they're setting a thing up Jeez. where oh she doesn't like this cocky rebel. She's just a by the books person who, yeah. and this is what you get in every other movie. Like you get this in a Jurassic world. You get like uh, Chris Pratt. He's the cocky guy who doesn't follow the rules and all. Oh, she's the uptight stickler, <laughs> stick in the mud. She's going to learn and she's going to fall for him. Oh wait, no, she knows what she's doing and she's, oh, she's saved everybody. And oh, she's also noble and she's sacrificing stuff. Oh, okay, very good. You know, I like though at the end where she goes like, you know, I like, I like him about Poe yeah, yeah. and Leia goes, yeah, me too. You yeah. know, but we <laughs> you can't be running things. shit because yeah, yeah. everyone's going to get killed. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So no, I thought she did a, a little, she did a good job. A little too reckless. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it yeah. Uh, uh, my only problem with her character was her dress. It just felt weird that she's wearing like a dress. Like an evening gown when she's an admiral. Like I just felt people do dress pretty, weird in Star Wars though. If she it's dressed true. normal, it's true. it'd be weird. It's true. But she'd be should be dressed more like she'd just be should be dressed like a rebel commander though. Mm-hmm. Like Leia's not walking I mean, she does wear a gown in the first well, yeah. But so imagine ha- in the first film that her gown is part of her diplomatic mission that she's sort of in disguise as a sure. princess who's wearing this kind of clothing. But when she's on the rebel base, she does not wear a gown anymore. She dresses in rebel uniform. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Holdo, that she should be wearing like some sort of, if they want to make it a little elaborate, whatever, but it just feels like it's kind of odd. All right. But I love, Laura, I love Laura Dern. So, so what do you think of the um, the big confrontation scene between Kylo Ren? Oh, by the way, there's a revelation about, you know, uh, why Kylo Ren, uh, uh, you know, turn against Luke. Yeah. And that was because Luke saw darkness in him. And for a second, 
thought, you know, I've got to end this because the last time I, you know, we, we saw this, there was there's trouble yeah. with the, the Vader. And, and then uh, Kylo sees that and is betrayed and yeah, yeah. Da, 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 and uh, everything goes goes to hell. So they, um, which I like because it makes Luke flawed. Yeah. Like Luke has fear yeah. and his fear, uh, what do we hear about fear? <laughs> it fucks you up. So don't, uh, try, not to be, try not to be scared. Um, but yeah, we have the final confrontation scene between uh, Kylo Ren and Luke. Uh, I love the, you know, fire everything you can yeah. at that guy. <laughs> I like how mad he is, too. Yeah. Fire everything that's... Yeah, this is so good. And then... Which and, is sensible. Like, mm-hmm. like if you're... If, he's someone who knows how this goes down. Yeah. He is Daffy Duck going up against Bugs Bunny. And he's, like, pulling the wig off him and saying, Elmer Fudd, he's a rabbit. <laughs> Look at him. Like, yeah. no, fire your gun now. Shoot him now. Shoot him now. Yeah. And then Bugs is doing the little trick. And it is a real Daffy uh, Bugs uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, did you know that he was a force projection? Nope. No, okay, that's good. I, I didn't know it either. And, that, that's... and I watched again to see if he was leaving any footprints and he wasn't. Oh, yeah. But you don't notice that because you're you're engrossed. Well, there's a thing where like Kylo at one point like moves his foot and like makes a makes a mark in the in the ground. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, maybe that. You know, I was wondering if they messed up on that, but no, they didn't. It was it was right. Oh, cool. And yes, no, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful sequence because you know it really. Once again, people complain about it. People complain about that Luke. What they wanted Luke to do is to show up in person, get shot up by those things and fight them all off well, this is what luke says off the top you want like luke skywalker to show up one lightsaber defeat the whole empire is that what you want <laughs> and actually he does do that he does exactly what he said oh is this what you want to see yeah I'm like yeah. yep he does it at the end well, but not in the way that you think de- he's going doesn't, to doesn't uh, defeat the whole empire but yes he does he does help the rebels yeah. uh, stave off for certain defeat and death and at his own at the cost of himself as well yeah. and yeah it's that once again that like you say that sequence is is as it's foreshadowed like what's going to happen it's also the way he defeated um darth vader was not by fighting mm-hmm. that's that's his way it's yeah. like not that you're the best with the lightsaber yeah we're not going to do that that's not how you win because that's that's the thing with like being a superhero as well superman can never win a fight by being the strongest superman has to win a fight by doing the right thing or yeah. being more clever yeah. than the other thing it can never sure. be might makes right or this doesn't doesn't fly yeah yeah no, exactly. That's not his character. He's not a he's not a brute or a bully. And that's the same with the with the idea of the Jedi, you know, is they're not they're not brutes or bullies. You know, and I guess I guess because um because Lucas had been influenced by Kurosawa films, you know, there's a certain I- I element of the samurai to what the Jedi are, but more entertainingly, like not 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 as serious, but also, well, I guess it is serious. I mean, if you look at the samurai, you know, we have particular ideas of what they were, but in reality, they were just like a, they were like muscle men for yeah. for for a, a an oppressive empire, you know, and we're just part of the part of the gears of this you know machine that was eating up the people of Japan, the you know the 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 common people of Japan. They were just crushed by this giant machine. They were just part of the the machine, you know. So. Uh, for all their idea of honor and stuff like that, they they were just uh, you know as as flawed as as the Jedi in their in their pomp, you know. So uh, we have not seen the next movie. We have we do not know where that will uh, that will lead us. Is there, where would you like to see this go? Well, as I was saying earlier, I like would like to see Ray and I would like to see the three main characters have an arc. And I have I have feeling it's gonna be hard with Finn because I feel like his character has been a little bit less defined than Ray and Kylo. 
you know, his character's kind of been a coward. Okay. Uh, been brave, but kind of foolhardy. But it's hard to know what where you can go with that character, you know. Like The good thing the about thing? him is he can show the fear that, mm-hmm. you know, you you want to really raise yeah. the stakes. Yeah. We certainly, in a way, yeah, I don't know. Like, is Ray our connection to the film or is Finn our connection to the film? Could be both, I guess. Um, but I would like to see Ray. I want to see her character confront the dark side. And I want to see, and I want to see Kylo confront. Like, I just want to see their characters, like, have to make a choice of who they want to be. And I hope that they both make the right choice, you know. I mean, Ray could make the wrong choice and it would certainly be an interesting next trilogy if that's what they want to do. It'd be an interesting thing if you had... Um, at one point, Finn's got to do something. Like Finn is scared. Finn's yeah, you know yeah. over overwhelmed, and what have you. And but uh, you know somehow Ray convinces him you can do this, and then Finn just uses a tiny bit of force mm-hmm. because he's learnt from from all of this that like anyone can do this. Anyone. You sure, you sure love that force. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole thing, it, the force is a mess because once you bring magic into anything. It's really tricky because, like, how magic are you? Are you, you know, if you're Darth Vader and you're in uh, the end of Rogue One, we're not really talking about Rogue One or Solo uh, today, but like, if you're at the end of Rogue One and you see, like, uh, you know, these uh, resistance fighters coming up to fight Darth Vader and he's just waving his hands around and smashing everyone around. Yeah. And it's like, well, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. well, you're that guy who can yeah. just, like, smash everyone around. Then, then, then what is it? You're just super magic. Well, that really, guy. that affects the next Star Wars film because then you have that, that guy who, makes fun of the force yeah. one of the uh, one of the uh, command one of the one of the officers on the on the uh, death star who then gets choked out by darth vader you know but didn't he hear about what he did in the tunnel uh, be going into the into the yeah. spaceship with the rebel spaceship? yeah all these guys with crushed tracheas like <laughs> did you not see that he didn't lightsaber he them just, all he just ragged all those guys in the hallway because like, if we are going with the idea that anyone could could do this yeah. like he doesn't have to do it a lot but just like a little bit of just like no, he got faith, and he got faith seeing what Ray did, and sure, he's like, that, "Okay, fair fine. enough." We get a little bit, of, we get a bit of that, cool. and or cool. it could also work with Rose. That that would also be that would also be fine. But Rose has it's it's weird because I don't know what you do with Rose because Rose has already had her journey, yeah. and Rose yeah. has you know completed what she's needed to complete. She did. I mean, they're going to have to have it in the movie, but she really almost shouldn't be there. She's almost going to be like the Han Solo in, in Return of the Jedi. Just a kind of a character that doesn't have much to do, but it's there anyway. Mm-hmm. So now you got to, you know, they got to do stuff, but you're kind of like, meh. You're not doing very much. I mean, you're doing stuff, but who cares? Because you're not an important yeah, part of what's the story. Yeah, what's her, what's her angle on this? Because it's all, well, I mean, there could still be, you know, a bit of a, a love thing between well, her, and, her and Finn. Yeah. But it's always tricky then with that stuff. Like, how do you fit that into the world's ending? Everything's going yeah. on. It's just like, we should talk about our relationship. And like, I don't know. I mean, but she's, she's great. I want to see more of her. I'm not sure what they're going to, what they're going to do with her. And again, all I'm hearing about the movie is there's a lot of people going, ugh. And so I'm like, oh, that smells to me like, oh, that some, I just, that, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm a worried. I'm a worried. Um, that JJ JJ Abrams JJ Abrams did and yeah, didn't, that didn't follow through the, didn't have the well I feel like he's going to try and he's going to try and return to the Jedi it mm. and you know wrap it wrap it all up in a bow and I don't know if JJ Abrams can stick the landing yeah it's a tough landing to stick I mean I would like it if they ended it I, I would love it if there was like a cathartic ending to the film rather than just a kind of trailing off into the next trilogy. I mean, to me, it but, feels like right now you've got the TV series that are going to be coming out. I mean, there's going to be other Star Star Wars stuff that's out there that, yeah, you can just button this. 
button it up. That's fine. Yeah. You know, have them be happy and, and go and do and things. Let's and, do something different and new. And, uh, like, and and have you got a big idea? What's your what's your big idea for this movie? Because mm-hmm. Star Wars should be about big ideas. It should be big ideas, but also the characters need to have a goal. You know, like we know that what Luke's goal was. I mean, it changed, but he, he had a goal throughout Star Wars. One was to escape Tatooine. One was to fly, be a fighter pilot. And then his goal was to destroy the Death Star. All those goals he succeeded at. That's yeah. that's an important part of the, that character that we got to see him succeed at his goals. You know, Ray's goals have changed in a way because Ray's goals were to find her parents. Mm-hmm. You know, is that going to still be her goal? Yeah, I'm really hoping that they don't do it. Oh, no, we were wrong. Your parents are really, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm just, I, I just, I'm really, I'm well, really worried that's what, what they're gonna do. From what I've heard, and I know, and people said, well, how did J.J. Abrams feel that Ryan Johnson tore up his script and, and threw it back in his face? Blah, blah blah. Well, what I've heard is that Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams are good friends and collaborated throughout yeah. the Last Jedi. Like they talked through what was what 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 decisions Ryan Johnson was making, and Ryan Johnson, you know, you know, not didn't not that he had to clear it, but. They discussed it, and he went through what the things he was doing, and they agreed on them. And so I'm hoping that J.J. Abrams is, is in no way intends to walk back any of the things that he did. Now, let's be honest. Let's be – because really, fuck the directors of Star Wars. They are not in control of Star Wars. It's Robert Iger and the and the executive and board. Disney, yeah. You know, it's kind of like uh, Ford versus Ferrari, right? Who's in control of the race team? The people who know what they're doing? Or the people who want to pretend they know what they're doing. Right. You know, who's really in control of these movies? Okay, sorry. Here's what you got to do. Rose has to be the one. <laughs> nice Rose has Rose has to be the one to use the Force because her sister almost used the Force or kind of close to use the Force. I don't know force. if she did use the Force, but okay. I know. But it was it was like maybe, maybe. I thought the thing was wiggling because we're worried that it's going to fall down I know, away maybe, from her. maybe. You know, okay. but I think like... <laughs> you just love the Force I so think, much. No, no, no. I think I think because <laughs> I got a better arc for Finn. Rose, okay. Rose, I think will at some point use right. the force. That'd be good. So That'd it's like fine. anyone can do it, and Rose is the is the everyone. Okay. So there, Finn, on the other hand, yeah. Um, you know, you had the uh, the one guy come up to him like traitor, and also uh, Kylo Ren also called him traitor. Yeah. It's like all right, hold it. Finn is the first of the stormtroopers to rebel. Yeah. To go, no, I'm taking off my helmet. I think there's got to be a scene in the movie where he convinces some of the stormtroopers to rebel and they just stop and they take off their helmets and then we see their people. And once they become people, they're not just this faceless thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is all different. You've just made, you've just made the stormtroopers people. Yeah. And I think that would be, that'd be a nice. And not all the same people. No, no. And then you see it's really diverse. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people that you thought were men are women, and you got you got a whole mix there. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, maybe you even have some aliens in there. I don't aliens, know, yeah. I don't know why they, they, they wouldn't be, because yeah. he was saying that I was well, taken... Because movie villains are British. That's the reason. That's true. But he was said, he said, I was taken as a child. Yeah. He was kidnapped, and he was forced into this life. Yeah. Well, then these people don't want what, to be What, are they Jedis? There. Yeah, exactly. No shit. So they take, yeah, they take their he- the helmets off, and there and there's okay, that. Okay. Now Ray, yeah, you know, I think she should be she should be teaching the Jedi the Jedi ways. Like it's almost like you want her and Kylo to do it, but you can't because Kylo's done so much sin that he needs to sacrifice himself. There's no way you get around Kylo not he, sacrificing. You don't himself. believe in redemption. I do, but I think he's got to redeem Only certain people. No, no, no. You believe you can have redemption, but like yeah. Darth Vader was redeemed, but then died. Yeah, like we needed him to die. Yeah. What I think is somehow Kylo gives gives Ray his power. Like 
you know, he's got, I don't know if you can do that, but he's okay. got the dark side in him. We'll have to look in the Jedi uh, handbook. Well, it's all blown up now, so uh, it's, uh, <laughs> no, there you it's, go. It's in a little secret compartment. Ah, who knows? No one's going to get to that. No one's going to get to that. But somehow he's got Covered to poor... help her out, Wonderful. and then he's got to he's got to die. But like his presence and seeing that he was able to change will will make a difference, and there is kind of a uniting thing. Yeah. I would like to just see them get rid of this dark side, light side bullshit. <laughs> and just go like, there is no dark side, there is no light side, there's the force. Yeah. And it's what you do with it that matters. Basically, it's a hammer. It can kill, it can build. Yeah. And you, we're calling it dark side, light side, because I've got this political agenda, and I've got this political agenda, and that, and so it suits both of us to say this. But the force, if it goes through everything, the force doesn't go, mm, yeah, this is good, and this is evil. Like, no, the force goes through everything, it goes through everything. Drop that middle bit. Now you've brought balance to the force because you've united it, and there the prophecy is complete. I think I think uh, Lucas envisioned it like the yin and yang symbol. Fair enough. Yeah. Then, but rotating, and sometimes the dark becomes the light, and sometimes the light becomes the dark, and it's okay. And you're not always light because clearly some of these Jedi's fucked up and did bad things. Oh yeah. And and yeah, I'd say I'd say go that route. Poe, what do you do with Poe? <laughs> I mean, god damn it. Wouldn't it be nice if Poe and Finn ended up together? Because it seems like they've got a thing going on there. Huh. Like there's Well, John Boyega was for it. Yeah. Uh, but then you also want Finn and But it's uh, not gonna happen. Finn and Rose. It's tough. The world isn't ready for that yet. Yeah. The world is not ready for what that. What happens yet. with Chewbacca? Do we kill Chewbacca at this point? Because Chewbacca has lived a long time. Yeah. Chewbacca's been through all all of these things. And Chewbacca che- Chewbacca gets some Millennium Falcon. Chewbacca gets the Millennium Falcon and moves to the pilot seat. Who's yeah. the co-pilot? Poe? That'd be fun. Then the two of them going off having adventures? That'd be good. I actually like that idea. All right. Done. <laughs> All right. Who are we missing? Any characters? Uh, Leia's still alive in this in this. Well, world. not for long. No, no. But she is She is in this, uh, you know, the, the original idea apparently was going to be that she was the, the Skywalker that was going to be, you know, kind of empowered in this. But, of course, there you go. Um, like, you don't want to see Leia die. That, we've already done that beat yeah. in this, and yeah. we didn't have that, so you're not going to do that again, because no. we're not the Matrix 3. You don't kill a character and bring him back. And then, ah, it's dumb. Um, so, so, so Leia, I think, would, I mean, they did a thing in the comic that I like, which is Leia, when there was time for her to do this, was, uh, trying to gather together all the remaining people from Alderaan who are on other planets and basically starting new Alderaan. Okay. Because she is the princess of Alderaan. Yeah. And, you know, not everyone was on the planet when it exploded. So here we go. We're going to start Alderaan again. And we've got hope. We've got hope that we can rebuild this, you know, because mm-hmm. and, and, that's something that was destroyed in the war. We're going to rebuild that. I think that's a nice place for her to be. And there'll be some sort of tribute to Han there. You know, you get a little something that you it's go very, like. This is a remains. very complicated film. Is I don't it? think I don't think everyone can get their their uh, story, but I think the main people will get their stories. Okay, well we will see, um, and I want to see that uh, Tennessee Williams uh, hut show up as well. <laughs> I want him to to still be alive. I see, and I want someone to blow up the Sylock pit, and then uh, here's the thing. By the way, Ian's cruel to animals. Going with the idea that it takes you a thousand years, yeah. to be eaten, yeah. No matter what, whether Boba Fett got out. Uh, as sometimes they show in some of the, you know, books and whatever. Or he's still in there. Boba Fett's still alive. Mm. He's still around. Get, uh, bring him back. Bring him back. Bring Boba Fett in. Bring back his iron, his spaceship shaped like an, an iron, a steam iron. That's right. 
Bring it back. Bring it all back. Yeah. Or just get him to hang out on the Mandalorian. That'll also be fine, too. We're good. This is my thing, too. I feel I feel this way about the Rise of Skywalker. If it's good, excellent. And if it's not good, I got the Mandalorian. I got other stuff. Other good. people other people seem to be getting what Star Wars is, and it's it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna have another Star Wars come out some point yeah. and it'll be fine. Mandalorian's pretty good. Yeah, they kind of it's a bit TV TV showy, but it's pretty good. But when you when you remember the kind of TV shows we used to have back in the day with our Battlestar Galacticas, and I don't oh, mean yeah. the reboot, you know, <laughs> and and yeah. speaking of what this was originally going to be, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, pretty pretty good. Yep, pretty good. Um, but hey, what do you all think? I say as Dave wraps this up because I'm realizing it's Dave that wraps this up. Yes, let us know your thoughts. What are, what are your guesses at what this film is? And actually, you know what you should do is see the film and then tell me your guesses, and then they'll <laughs> all be so accurate. It'll be un- unbelievable. And if you want to do that, you can write to us on the website at sneakydragon.com. Thanos. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's sneakydragon.com. Uh, you can find the episode there and leave a comment underneath it. We, we'd love to hear from everyone. And then if you want to email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, you can tell us your secret thoughts if you don't want to, and no spoilers, as they say. And then uh, we are on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon, and we have a Facebook page called Sneaky Dragon. Those are always you can contact us, and we always appreciate hearing from you. Ian? Yes, Dave? I know you love it. May the force be with you. Always. Someone to show me my place in all this.